The Spanish announce table. Ooh, all right, Tom, episode 346 of the Spanish announce table. Uh, second time trying to get out the gate. Wouldn't you know it? What else could it be but the technical difficulties? Tom, how the hell are you otherwise? I'm doing good. I can't wait for the weekend. And we got so much fun things to talk about. Oh, my goodness. For the Spanish announce table and just for pro wrestling fans in general. So, obviously, uh, this is a jam-packed show because we've got AW Dynamite to talk about. We've got one of the biggest, most anticipated shows of the year, AW Rampage, which who would have thought to say that at the beginning of the year, yeah. coming up tomorrow night. And then we've got SummerSlam on a Saturday. What? Oh, by oh, the way. Oh, we got NXT on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, okay. But we get to meet Eddie Kingston and go see a glory pro wrestling show by the way at the end of this episode we've got a great interview with dan the dad uh for people who've been paying attention to us online you know that we have sponsored a match at glory pro with down with the king it is going to be stallion rogers versus ricky shane page brought to you by the spanish announce table we are so happy and proud to be associated with this match and this promotion at the end of this uh, gas bag of hot takes on AEW and WWE. We've got a great interview with Dan the Dad that we did earlier in the week. Uh, but Tim, before yes. we go any farther with all of that nonsense and all that fun and all of the just greatness that's happening, we got to get our weekly update. Are we going to the moon? Let's hear about this MJF coin. Tom, it's a good thing uh, that we uh, are going on a trip this weekend to st louis you and i to go see dan the dad and the crew and eddie kingston there at glory pro wrestling um get your tickets now uh because yeah. we are also in addition headed to st louis we are also in addition headed to the moon baby that mjf coin is up 16 percent this week we're we're still down 79 percent overall but hey. again, you know what I mean? positive vibes positive vibes here yeah. on the show positive and patient 16 percent up this week from last time so it's it's we are due to be millionaires within probably a couple days, maybe a week or so now. So everything's looking up. Everything's looking good. You I know? tell you what. Everything's looking great. At the just great. exact right time. You know what I mean? At the exact right time. We've got all this momentum. We just got our first ever AEW Rampage episode out of the way. As I mentioned, we've got this Rampage episode this Friday night that just is going to be off the charts with anticipation. We had a really fun Dynamite episode. We've got SummerSlam. We've got everything going on. But let's kick it off with what we've always kicked it off with. Mm -hmm. As everyone knows, we, uh, we focus in on our favorite pro wrestling show, and that right now is AEW Dynamite, and that went down last night on tnt so tim if you're ready let's talk about it let's do it i'm ready i'm i'm here on the chat join us on the chat if you're watching youtube live um if you're not watching live you're watching later join us on the twitter at table show use hashtag tweet the table we'll read some in the show stay tuned for that later uh yes i'm ready to hit this aw dynamite yeah so let's talk about it they man they came out with one of the most creative uh aw dynamite opening segments i could think of in recent time they had us hooked with the entrance of john moxley and eddie kingston that entrance up there with some of the best right now you know you talk about the oh, nakamura yeah. from nxt 
I know it doesn't have the sing-along vibes that some of the other, you know, Bobby Roode's Glorious did from NXT, for example, or the Jungle Boy or Judas. But when Eddie Kingston and John Moxley are walking out with Wild Thing playing in the background, that just gets the hair on my arms standing up i get goosebumps i am all into it and that's how they kicked off this show and before they could even get to the ring daniel garcia and 2.0 jump them yeah and then on top of that 2.0 gets to the ring and says hey sting and darby we just jumped your boys what are you gonna do about it and then here they come we get sting and darby allen and this is a Texas Tornado tag match. Tim, uh, we can go into the details, but before we do, what'd you think of this match? What'd you think of this opening segment? This was fun. I like that, you know, kind of, we'll call it a swerve, right? Of the like, oh, you get attacked by somebody that like we had no reason to expect that they would attack you. And now, I mean, think about the 2.0 versus Moxley Kingston murder that is about to happen. You think these guys put Sting over? They are about mm-hmm. to probably just get thrown around the building by Moxley and Kingston. So, hey. But it makes sense from a storyline perspective because if you recall, two weeks ago, Daniel Garcia and 2.0 on an episode of, I believe, Elevation, or it might have been Dark. Sometimes I get those shows confused. They called out the three toughest guys in AW, Darby Allen, John Moxley, and Eddie Kingston. And so those three got a victory over Daniel Garcia and 2.0. So it would make sense that as heels 2.0 and Daniel Garcia would be like, Hey, fuck these guys. And if we get, if we get, you know, our asses started getting kicked in this Texas tornado tag match, they can't come out to help them. So let's just take them out before it even starts. I thought it was a smart heel move. And then as I mentioned, then they get into this tag match. Uh, I think, you know, We can talk about, as I mentioned, some of the details. One of the things that I thought was interesting is Daniel Garcia was still hanging around and you got to see Eddie Kingston uh, get up and take Daniel Garcia out. It's like, oh, no, 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 we're going to have a fair fight here. It's not going to be three on two. So he takes out Daniel Garcia. They go, you know, off screen and presumably fight till the end of the night. You know, who knows? Uh, But I think the spot of the night was 2.0 doing the double power bomb to Sting and at what is he 438 years old sting just pops up gives us the 1992 beating of the chest and he no sells it darby allen kicks 2.0 right into him and we get the double scorpion death drops and then we get the double scorpion death locks obviously darby allen and sting get the victory what'd you think of that finish though yeah the finish so starting with the the no selling of the table. I'm like, I get a no selling of a table moment sometimes. And and ultimately, if we really think about it, putting you through one of those tables is not really all that painful, you know? Um, I mean, it's, it, yeah, listen, it's not fun, but like, it's not, yeah. it's not like, oh my God, I can't walk now because you put me through this table. Right. So I get maybe a no sell if you're really like, I'm ready to fight. Um, but you're 79 years old. Right. So no fact check in here, but at a zero. Yeah, at a zero. 790? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 79 years old, I think. Uh, so, uh, you know, eh, it just felt weird. And then, like you said, the double thing. Meanwhile, like, it took forever to get off, so uh, Mr. Sting's son over there, Darby Allen's got a stall with weird facial expressions for a mm-hmm. while, you know, like he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought... Know, 
Yeah, I thought, again, you can always, with hindsight, you can always pinpoint and needle pick all these segments to death, right? I think if, again, I could have had a, a look through over the script or over the match, I think the no selling of the table spot was awesome. That was really cool. It reminded me a lot of from Revolution when uh, Kenny Omega kicked out at one uh, from the Young Bucks finisher, you yeah, know, the, yeah, the, the uh, yeah. B trigger, you know, and he kicked out at one. He's like, you motherfuckers did this to me, right? Need more than like, that, right, yeah. I like that Sting did that. Now, here's where I think we buried 2.0 a little bit and we could have sold that table spot a little bit better. I wasn't a huge fan. I, I like the double death drops, right? Because that would make sense. Hey, come right into my arms. We'll fuck you both. I'm throwing you both on your head. But the double scorpion death locks, that made you kind of look like jobbers. And we just said 2.0 is all elite. Well, not really. What the fuck are they doing here? They just got double scorpion death locked, right? You know what I'm saying? So if you yeah. do it to one, and then if Darby Allen comes up with a submission of his own and he does it to the other guy, right, that'd be better. And then the other thing that I would have done, because I feel like the instant, you know, uh, hot take from everyone online and us as well, is that Sting is old as shit. And he took that table bump and no sold it. So I think what I would have liked to see is Sting then maybe grab some ribs, maybe say like, Darby, what the hell? You need to help me out of here. Like that was, that was all I had. You know what I mean? Like that would have been nice to see, you know, all of that was just, yeah, I think it it ended with less of a bang than it started with, but I mean, all in all the whole from the, Hey, this isn't your moment, Moxley, this is ours into no, it's still not yours. Right. Yeah. All of it worked pretty well. So it feels nitpicky to, to, you know, I know what they were going for. Yeah, of course. You know, it was a 70 year old man who went through a table. So maybe it took him a little longer to make that turn on the, on the, uh, you know, stinger, whatever they call it, the and leg lock or whatever. Right. Death lock. Yeah. Death uh, lock, yeah. and again, 20 years since his last match on TNT, which was the last match of WCW's history, Ric Flair versus sting yeah. Ric Flair wrestling in a t-shirt, which made me a little sad, but whatever. Um, so yeah, it was good to see sting in action and in a, in a spot that wasn't on all out. You know what I mean? It was good to see that sting does just doesn't wrestle on your pay-per-views he can show up on a dynamite and still give you 10 to 15 minutes so i thought it was really good for all things involved again i'm just nitpicking here of what i think i could have done better because if i had the pencil i can do it better than you <laughs> but you know what i'm saying so let's go into after the match we get a i guess pre-taped uh interview in the ring from sammy guevara who proposed to his girlfriend and she said yes she said yes i i don't imagine they would have shown it if she said oh no. that would have been fun if she said let me think on yeah, it she been give like, me a night to sleep on you could have told me i would have wore my best dress and you fucking yeah <laughs> well and so here's the thing I my, hair for many... this, you asshole. my wife did well, say and... that she was like not to say that like she didn't look nice or anything she was like she was like she was like that was clearly a surprise and and she's like the the more proper thing would have been like have somebody like smarten somebody up to get her you know what I mean? Like no, you can't. Probably. You know why? No, you know why? Because that would have fucked her. You know why? Or fucked him. Mm. This is why. I got that in my head. Oh, I got mm, this coworker who I no longer work with. You know who the fuck you are? Screwed me on my engagement. She got into my head and she said, hey, it's important if you're going to do a surprise engagement. Like, I know that when I got engaged and then people started looking at my ring and started taking pictures, I wish my nails were done. Like I wish that I had yeah. my nails done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And so a couple days before, and again, mind you, I've never asked a fucking thing about a nail in my life. I'm asking my wife now, but again, my girlfriend before we yeah. got engaged, I was like, Hey, your, your nails, would you like to get those done? You know, I kind of just want to treat you. Here's and the she's rookie like, move you did, Tom. Here's the rookie move is you asked, you got to get a friend who will no. bring up something well, in conversation yeah. that's normal. Now, again, maybe in Sammy Guevara and his now fiance's relationship, maybe, but no, not here, right? Because any friends asking my wife there, they're like, no, I'm not going to fucking do that. That's that's rude. So anyhow, you don't smarten them up. It's fine. She was fine. Uh, but here's what I was going to so- talk about. And we'll talk about Rampage, uh, your thoughts on Rampage here in a moment. Uh, if you want my hot takes, my instant reaction, we did an instant reaction video on the YouTube channel. So go check that out. Uh, but this is now back-to-back moments that Sammy Guevara gets the uh, heartfelt segment of the week because he got on Rampage the opportunity to give Fuego Del Sol his contract, and now we get to see him. The next thing he's doing is getting engaged. So what, what are we doing to Sammy Guevara, just ultimate baby face? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it does sound like that's where it's going, right? Like, I mean, and he's hot. Like, he's got the... Um... He's got the fire right now, I think, so So take it. Yeah, I would I would run with it. it. The inner circle thing feels like it maybe. I mean, maybe they don't have to have – we've talked about this. You don't have to have an end to everything. They can just go their separate ways for a while, but um, yeah. maybe they do that. Maybe they run with this, like Jericho's saying, we'll get into that, and then, you know, maybe just let Sammy go be a superstar for a little while on his own. Get him a little – Yeah. You know, Miro's well, and he... got the, the TNT title right now, but maybe if he doesn't in a little bit, <laughs> then maybe mm-hmm. Sammy gets a run. Or maybe Sammy's yeah. the guy that can take it off of him. I wouldn't hate any of those ideas. So after the commercial break, speaking about Sammy looking like a million dollars, we get Sammy Guevara versus Sean Spears. And again, this is Texas and Sammy is over in Texas and he just does all the fun stuff. We get a really fun uh, moment when both of them are up on the top rope. Sean Spears gives the middle finger, which, hey, I I like the middle finger, right? The middle finger is fine, but I kind of feel like in wrestling, we talk about, hey, if you have a chair shot moment in the second match, maybe not do it in the main event, right? And we got a lot of middle fingers in this yeah, episode. I don't know if MJF knew he was – I mean, they they clearly did the spot, but who knows if he knew that, like, going into, like, every, like early in the evening. Maybe, like, they're like – Yeah, that's true. Bit with the thing, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. but anyhow – Anyhow, yeah, it was a middle finger spot, and then we get Sammy does a cutter to uh, to Sean Spears. Uh, there was a huge um, five thirty splash that I thought was interesting because Sean Spears kicked out of that. But then we got the six thirty, whatever it's called, you know, six thirty kick to the dick, the and that took out Sean sack. Spears. Oh, okay, yeah, that one, that one. Um, but Sammy okay. Guevara gets the gets the win, and then afterwards. Uh, he goes to kiss his fiance. Uh, my question to you is post-match, do we start to run with Sammy's going to get married? Or does this just, hey, it was Texas. Yeah. We did it on a special uh, night. No, Let's move on. It would have been great if, like, yeah, like he gets the match, he wins, and then he goes to kiss her, and she gives him the, the Kansas City cunt punt, you know? And well, she could. Like, we got time if she's, she's like, going to be an on-air character. You told me so I could have done my nails. Duh. Speaking of nails. All right, no. God <laughs> dang it. <laughs> I mm, that fucking coworker. God, I, can't, I, well, I thought my got her fired for that. I don't give a shit. I oh, I sh- should have. 
I love my, uh, the way I did it too. Anyhow, but that's personal no noise. We don't need to talk about that. Let's get back into uh, AEW Dynamite. So let's go back to Tony Schiavone. He did a ton of these interviews. The first one being backstage with Christian. This one didn't hit well with me. And this is why. So we get Christian Cage before he can even talk. Don Callis interrupts, but says everything that he already said the week before. Hey, Christian Cage. Good to see you again. It's like, what? Did you forget that you guys were in the ring last week doing this? Like, I didn't understand this segment. But what did you take away from it, if anything? Yeah, I mean, I thought the same thing. I, th I really was like, I thought this is exactly what they said last week. But maybe I'm wrong, but uh, this didn't – you know what I mean? And look, they're good. Like, they're fun to watch each other insult each other, but oh yeah, and it's yeah, it was really fun, and I like again Don Callis's line of uh, "You got a great finisher, can't wait for Kenny Omega to kick out at two. You know all the fun things that he says. It just he said it again, and for a show that just puts in you know ten pounds of awesomeness into a five pound bucket, like you you don't need filler segments that just say the same thing. So I didn't think that this was useful, but again, it wasn't bad. It was just. Something that I observed. Uh, after the commercial break, after they do their segment, uh, we get a video package talking about Dante Martin. And if you haven't seen, uh, I believe it's AW Dark, the Tuesday night show, he has a match with Lee Moriarty, and it is very it. good. Okay. Very good. And it's an interesting finish. I won't give away what it is, but I'd say it's the main event of AW Dark. It's worth your time. Check it out. Here's my question. The other uh brother i know he's on the shelf i think he's injured and he's rehabbing but right now it kind of feels like it feels like uh the other brother is the marty you know and we got the sean and the other the other guy already got marty well, genetti we used to say um what was you know, you know private party in top flight we were like hey something's got to give here these are the same gimmick and so private party sticking with it and you guys have mm -hmm. now been separated for a long period of time you really can't come back with the same gimmick, right? Like, but what do we do? Cause if that other guy who I, I complete transparency, I was not aware of top flight before they got to AW, So I couldn't tell you if they had PWG matches or whatever it was, never saw him. Yeah, but they but fight, if this right? other guy, huh? They got a fight. It's a built in feud. That's what I'm saying. Do you just go brother to brother? Like, do we say, Hey, brothers are, are going to brothers fight here? Are they actual brothers. I believe so. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, what did the Regals do? It's going to be interesting. What's that? The Regals never fought, right? Did they? Not yet. Mm. Still it's young brewing. in their career. The story is yet. Well, they haven't had. They haven't had a you brother get hired on to be the writer. Yeah. And then that makes sense. Uh, but they haven't had brothers fight in AEW, and they've got a ton of brothers in AEW. You know, so yeah. maybe this is the first set. When did the Young Bucks do it? Oh, hopefully never. God, just two promos from oh, them they i just want one segment so meta dork with the yeah, I know. explode i know let's move on hey so so let's get into what i thought was the promo of the night because i think it was a shoot and that is tony shivani's in the ring and dan lambert the <laughs> owner of american top team is standing in the ring with Andre Arlovsky and Junior Dos Santos. I know you don't know who they are, but they're beating yeah, the fuck the out names, of anyone. Yeah, and, and yeah. 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 Anyone backstage is getting their ass kicked by these two guys. Yeah. But Dan Lambert, 
is I feel like they hired Dan Lambert purely for fucking with Jim Cornette because he is just Jim Cornette in AEW, right? Like talking about cancel culture, talking about yeah, and he's not wusses. this way, right? Is that what you say? I mean, maybe to some extent. I mean, he's an alpha male who owns a business, but like he's not outwardly normally this guy, right? Like is Dan Lambert or is he? Look, so the only thing I know about Dan Lambert is he is one of the biggest pro wrestling fans in the MMA world. Yeah. If you were to rank, you know, uh, pro wrestling fans who are also prominent MMA uh, personalities, he's one or two. You know what I mean? Uh, It's like him, Tom Lawler are fighting for the top spot as far as pro wrestling fans. Yeah. So... Maybe as far as what he is personally, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Colby Covington was there. He was the Trump guy. Could be a little of that. I don't know, but he's playing whatever this role is perfectly. I just feel like this is a, this is a huge rib on Jim Cornette. They're like, you know what? Jim Cornette needs a little space in AEW. Let's just get Dane Lambert to do his job. Cause Jim Cornette's not going to do it. Right. Like yeah, Jim, Jim Cornette's going to give you the middle, middle uh, finger. So Jim Cornette, I don't know. Paid him, but Oh yeah, yeah, of course. They don't yeah. want to pay Jim Cornette will do anything for, for for money. I'll do anything for money. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, hey, it was a great heel promo because I hated everything he said, but I did like. Oh, how, you know, loved I mean, it. He's good at it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And but, he yeah, didn't right. stumble on his words. Uh-huh. He had charisma. You know, he looked like he was legitimately like he did it well enough too, where it seemed like it wasn't super polished. Like he practiced it a bunch. Like he's legit. Just like, yeah, you fucking dorks. Like, yeah, God, look at you. You fucking <laughs> suck. <laughs> like it had like it wasn't stumbling but it had like real pacing right it mm-hmm. had like a real guttural like just stream of consciousness feel right yeah yeah it was a shoot interview was, again that's yeah. what i felt like yeah he i thought it was great was really going off the top of the dome and it was like all right well guy like i could you know mm-hmm. if you don't have two of the most baddest motherfuckers to ever live standing beside you i've got a whole lot to say about what you're saying right me. however <laughs> I, lance so, lance Archer, Ar- I am not <laughs> yeah so lance archer does come out and says like no we're gonna kick your ass again and so we get arlovsky and junior dos santos to square up in in the ring but before lance archer could even make it into the ring the men of the year scorpio sky and ethan page jump from from jump him from behind so what do you think of this? Are we going to get possibly Dan Lambert manages men of the year and they become the, you know, cancel culture tag team? Or or is this just, hey, thanks for helping us out. Fuck this guy. We're going to beat his ass too. Dan Lambert leading anybody would be great for that person or team. Mm-hmm. The men of the year becoming the like anti-woke warrior heel tag team. staying sleazy like they are right like not going like not going camo anti-woke but going like alpha male you know i mean like what's wrong so i put a little pill in the drink who gives a shit like not to that extreme, right but like no but like sleazy bastards yes yeah you do wolf of wall street type of sleaze where it's like of course i bought a boat without paying taxes on it that's what you do you woke warrior what are you gonna send a tweet about it yeah who cares that you I know? got? I, I came here in a Humvee and then I rented another one to get out of here. You know that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. It's just like then yeah, I still and I'm Ubered using... out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah right. Who yeah. cares that I that I'm doing cameos and I haven't sent one yet, but I've got ten thousand dollars already sent to my bank account. Like yeah, it's like 
dude, you're fine. But then everything is like, what are you going to send a tweet? Oh, you're going to cancel me? And then like, that's the whole thing. And then Dan Lambert just mm. spews his bullshit. That's a fun tag. Get Max Caster in the fall. All right, never mind. Hey, easy. <laughs> hey, easy. 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 So uh, we get a backstage promo mm-hmm. from Chris Jericho, essentially just saying, hey, uh, crowd, sing my entrance song when when I get out there. I thought that was a little weird because I thought we kind of already knew that. So it felt a little odd of like, hey, they're going to sing my song. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. But it was still cool as far as when yeah, we get fine. to the main event. It was a good promo. Yeah. But this, this promo didn't do too much. Right. Uh, but then we get one of the f- more fun matches I've seen for a championship the AEW World Tag Team Championship match, the Young Bucks taking on Jurassic Express, and God dang it, Tim, I really thought we were going to pull the trigger with Jurassic I Express. I did, too. I did, too. I thought several times during that match, I was like, oh, this is it. Holy shit, they're going to do it. I Several times I was trying to temper that because I was like, no, they just did this to Kenny Omega. They're not going to do it to the Bucks also. And, and, I mean, they didn't, you know, spoiler alert there. But, man, I thought, oh, a couple times. And then they had – the move of the night, which at first I thought they fucked up and the guy was going to fall and break his neck uh, mm-hmm. with that. I don't even know that triple spinning over his ball. Sack yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the Jesus throw the Christ. fucker in the air. Uh, he turns into a pizza dough and I'm going to powerbomb the pizza dough, God whatever the fuck that move damn, is. Man, just the, it was the pokey spinning ball of death. And he just fucking mm-hmm. just flung him. See that him? was crazy. Fucking. And this was this was really cool because this was the first time in a while that it felt like even though jungle boy is the star of this tag team it was luchasaurus getting the like hot tag baby face cheers back to that move so he like throws him up and he kind of like instead of like doing the like i'm also gonna like throw him over with you he just like spun him he essentially did the pro wrestling version of ghost ghost riding the whip right like you Mm -hmm. you fucking just like hopped off and was like you and just let it go just like let's see what happens let's see where this fucking guy lands yeah, and they caught him. Thought it was I mean, great. Thankfully, they, they caught, caught him. him but thank God, because that would have been a weird conversation for today's podcast. Yeah, that was great. Um, the aftermath was very convoluted, of course. Like there was a whole lot going on there. Um, you know. Um, so but- yeah, uh, bef- yeah. Before we get there, though, um, as you mentioned, the the end is what they essentially did with the Kenny Omega Christian Cage match, except for uh, it, it backfires, but it doesn't cost them. I thought that's where Jurassic Express was going to get the victory. I thought then the theme was, hey, this is maybe the the dismantling of the super elite because we have dissension because you can't ever fucking help me. Every time you try, one of us gets screwed over. I lost my world title. You guys lost your tag titles. What the fuck's happening? You know, maybe we should go our separate ways. But the Young Bucks do retain. Jurassic Express does not get uh the the victory and become your new champs however they're gonna start this four team number one contender uh tournament and then the winner of that tournament gets a shot at the young bucks at all out in a cage match and this is where the gimmick makes sense right because if you watch this match it was brandon cutler it was the good brothers it was Kenny Omega, you know, all these people outside forces affecting the match. And they well, it a bunch cage. Of times. They're like, look how many people he come out with. Exactly. And so sometimes the cage match can be like, hey, 
for the safety of fans, we need you guys confined to just this area. You're not going to. And then it also, me. right? But then it also can be no, 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 no. We're not allowing anyone in here. It's just me and you. And so whoever comes out as the victor of this four team tournament, I think it's perfect that it's a cage match at all out against the young bucks. Thought that was really good. Yeah. 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 All right. So then, uh, after the commercial break, Oh, wait a minute. Before we get to the commercial break, Tony Schiavone is again backstage this time with Britt Baker and Britt Baker introduces the muscle. So again, uh, from rampage, we've got Jamie Hader now as the, I guess, right hand woman of yeah. Britt Baker. Cause we already have rebel. Um, and Hater essentially challenges red velvet and says like, I'll kick your ass by myself. So Tim, we'll kind of touch on rampage, uh, as far as your overall thoughts. However, the main event from rampage was Britt Baker retaining over red velvet, Jamie Hater, or yeah, Jamie Hater, uh, debuting, taking out Chris Statlander. What did you think of all of that before we get into your comments on this? I'm a little worried. They're kind of sum them up together that this Hater thing is a little, it's going to muddy the waters with the Britt Baker. I think the formula works so great, and Rebel doesn't have to be physically involved to fill her to fulfill her role, right? Like, she is as physically involved as she needs to be, even with the crutch. It's almost better to some extent. You know what I mean? Um, this hater is a completely different vibe, so they'll have to attack that character differently, and it looks like they're already there where she's kind of like, she's not in on the games and the fucking the DMD. Like, she's just here to fucking fold arms and kick ass, which is fine, mm-hmm. but then it almost feels like that's tailor-made for a we're going to f- make her the face monster here in a few months when she finally just doesn't take Britt Baker shit anymore. Right. Yeah. Which I don't. So, want to co- right. So a couple of things. One of the, the points I'll make here is a, a point that I made on the instant reaction is I thought Jamie Hayter debuting in the way she did wasn't great because it was the debut episode and let's not, you know, act like we're, we're too dumb to the wrestling rumors here. It's rumored that we got some really high profile debuts coming sooner rather than later. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for those expectations of the CM punks, the Daniel Bryans, the Ruby riots, you know, all of these top level talent. And I'm not saying Jamie Hader can't be that in the future, but I just felt like that was underwhelming for it to be her. One thing also, after a second viewing, I can definitely see how people thought for a split second that that was Becky Lynch <laughs> making yeah, a debut and yeah. a little Becky Lynch vibe to her. But to your point, I think it is muddying the waters because yeah, we already have rebel and rebel does the chicken shit thing, but still hits you with a crutch, which hurts. Right? So what is hater going to do? Just power bomb you. So now if we have some dissension there, right? Rebel gets jealous of Hater. Hater gets jealous of Rebel. Britt Baker's caught in between. Now we can have some fun stories there, but that takes away from Britt Baker as champion. You know what I mean? Then we yeah. become yeah. Britt Baker's secondary story is she's the baddest bitch in the division. So I wasn't a big fan of adding another person to Britt Baker. I'm also not the biggest fan. And in this promo, she cuts a heel promo. Look, this feels like John Cena in reverse, where when John Cena was coming out, we were like, fuck this guy. And WWE was like, nope, you love him, don't you? Here's some more t-shirts. And AEW, 
Britt Baker comes out and we go, we love you, Brent. DMD. And then they go, but she's going to beat up your favorite, yeah. Chris Statlander. She's going to kick her ass. It's like, what? Yeah, why would you do that? No, yeah, don't. Right. You know? And so it just doesn't fit right now. Britt Baker is kind of in this weird space where I think she's still figuring out the character. I'll tell her about all this this weekend, by the way. Oh, yeah, I'm, gonna go to, I'm going to Comic-Con, Tim. Yeah. I'm going to be meeting her this Saturday during SummerSlam. <laughs> Not watching SummerSlam. I'm going to meet Britt Baker instead. Uh, so I'll, I'll inform her of all of these things. Oh, so that's don't good. you that's worry, good Tim. Of you. That's good of you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm doing it for the Table Nation, obviously. Yeah, of course. Uh, so after Britt Baker's interview, we get a video package of Matt Hardy and Orange Cassidy. <laughs> I'm fucking done. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not good. It, it's it's not even Orange Cassidy is bad. Another thing uh, that I wanted your opinion on is when Christian Cage beat um, Kenny Omega for the Impact World Championship backstage, Mark Henry, who has some room for improvement, but, but Mark Henry does an interview with Christian cage. Like, Hey, isn't it great to be impact world champion? And you know, Christian cage and Jurassic express are throwing their hands up. Champagne's going everywhere, but behind them is orange Cassidy. Just kind of keeping an eye on what this promo is about. And I feel like that's the direction I want orange Cassidy to go Matt Hardy. And we've talked about this Matt Hardy and that family office, whatever it is, is not dynamite worthy. There is yeah, other yeah. to the point. Yeah. To the point where I want the wingmen in this spot instead of Matt Hardy in the family office. If you put in JD Drake or Ryan Nemeth or Peter, pretty Peter Avalon, the, the, the little sled, what the fuck is that called? The uh, sensual sled, the sensual sled. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, it it gets pulled on it's way better than this matt hardy stuff i will take right now aw i know you're listening and again Britt, i'll tell you on saturday in person so you can pass it on to tony but let's get orange cassidy if we're gonna have him in just a meaningless feud until he does this impact world championship thing if that's what he does let's have him go up against pretty peter avalon that's more fun than broken hit matt hardy you know yeah Anyhow, yeah. Speaking of broken hips, in the next segment we get Tony Schiavone in the ring, and he introduces Paul White. Mm. And oh, God, Tim. Ah, hmm. uh, fuck. But it's because we had Dan the Dad. Uh, we have yeah, Dan the Dad an interview later, after our picks on SummerSlam, which means we had to push Cutie to next week. God, I'm so sorry. Cutie Marshall, for anybody who's new really loves us loves this podcast has been trying number to get one on. check it on twitter check it on twitter i'm trying one. to get on and we keep every we, he's in the queue again he probably went off by now we've been at this for a while more than half an hour he probably dropped off he's a busy guy he's got students to teach things mm-hmm. to and we're sorry quad quad track marsupial it, we love you sorry we'll get you next week next week buddy next week but in this segment Let's just cut to the chase. Uh, QT Marshall exposes that Paul White has some hip issues, had a couple surgeries. Paul White said, I don't give a shit. Guess what? Here's my announcement. It's me and you at All Out. What do you think, Tim? Yay. Here's where I think this match can be used to its fullest potential. Yeah. Is we've talked about how 
it's insulting to the women's division to always have that before your main event because yes. that's your let's get them down to get them back up. Put if get them there. down to get them back up, Paul White and QT Marshall, where we get Paul White to do the choke slam, yeah. is perfect Here's right you before get, your main event. You get a wedgie, you get a, a fist, you get a choke slam. Yeah. And you, you get all the them and you, you know, you do it. And you can even tease like a Nick Camarado thing where Paul White can hit him in the head with, you know, or hit him in the back with a chair and Nick no sells it. And then the refs have to separate him. And then Paul gets it's the there, victory so over can, QT Marshall. Do this. All right. He's got yeah. Hand up. Yeah. This is, all, I think it's best possible outcome is for pro wrestling terms, the piss break before your main event or on your pre-show. If you give me this as a pre-show to get everyone excited, hey, Paul White can do a choke slam here, then fine. But I don't want this to kick off the show. I don't want this to be second, Matt. Like, no one cares. No one. Again, this is where, if you're going to use Paul White, and QT Marshall is good, I actually think, I said this on our Twitter, at Table Show, watching the promo from QT Marshall on this episode's uh, or on Dynamite's uh, episode this week, I feel like he is 100% made for Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I mean, he I, is, I saw that tweet and it fits. Yeah, it, The promo style, the, the artificial reactions, because they're not bad. Nothing that he does is bad, but everything that he does is like Monday Night Raw doesn't click. <laughs> so I feel like that's where you should go. Um, but yeah, I, again, maybe you substitute Paul Whiteout with Ryan Nemeth or you substitute Paul Whiteout. Uh, again, he's in some uh, trouble right now, but Max Caster, you know, like yeah. that would be a little bit better than Paul White and QT Marshall because they're just old guys. One has hair plugs. The other one has a bad hip. Who the fuck cares? Nobody like, cares. I don't know. Anyhow, uh, after that uh, announcement of Paul White versus QT Marshall at All Out, we get Jade Cargill, and she calls out Kira Hogan, formerly of Impact Wrestling. She calls her out for a match on this Friday night's Rampage episode. Pretty cool, I thought. What did you think? Yeah, it's um, I uh, I. It's more of this forbidden door stuff, right? Like we're we're getting. Although it's Kira Hogan, she's there now, right? Like I, I think she know, is. Yeah. yeah, I think she's a free agent. I don't know if it's an Impact so, Wrestler. Yeah, I mean, look, this is thing. one of the talents that we would hear name dropped outside of the big, you know, thing. So I'm interested to see what she's got and see what's because I, I haven't watched enough. I don't think of Kira Hogan to really have a like a great. You know, I've seen her a time or two. So what I do know is that everybody talks well of Kira Hogan. So mm -hmm. I'm interested to see where they take it. Yeah, I, I've always enjoyed her work, uh, the limited amount of times I've seen her on Impact Wrestling. I think this is why uh, I was such a fan of this announcement is, as we've talked about and hinted about, and we'll talk about it here in a little bit, but this Friday night's episode of Rampage is going to be the most anticipated show of the year, even more than SummerSlam. And to put two African-American women in a show of this magnitude, I think shows that like you can really get behind some of this talent that isn't getting all the exposure it necessarily has been getting right. Like that's a great spot for Jade Cargill and Kira Hogan to get on such a big show. 
Right. And, you know, we applauded and said till we're red in the face about how awesome it was that Sasha Banks took on Bianca Belair in the main event, even though it was night one, not night two. The main events, the actual last uh, match of the show, yeah, I hate you know, regardless of what main, main event. events that they always talk about, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. The main event is always the last match yeah. of the of the entire right. event. Right. You know, if it's a if it's a three day festival and it's a music concert and the three day festival, if if it's. Foo Fighters, that's the last band, then they may have ended the festival. Yeah. It's not night one, night two, night. That's not a fucking thing. So sorry to, to break your bubble. But anyhow, for all the hoopla and praise that Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair got, I thought this was a good move from AEW to put two African-American women on the most anticipated show of the year. So I like that. Yeah, I like it too. Now let's get into... Man, I just thought this was an afterthought. Taz is in the ring. He introduces Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks says, hey, Brian Cage, let's talk face to face. And Brian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs are punching each other in the face. And that's it. Yeah. I, they really slow roll these Taz segments, don't they? In these storylines. I don't know if that's him down there. Be like, nah, nah, we can't can't do that this week let's do another week of this <laughs> and we'll wait for that i don't know i don't know but this just feels like everyone is wasting their time that they like screwed over cage and i was like oh yeah and especially in texas because if memory serves me correct ricky starks is over like sammy guevara in the great state of texas which texas feels like a cult but we'll talk about that later um it is and all you had him do was just walk out, do a pose, and then cue video and run away. Like, it felt like a waste of time. It, was, it felt like how I, I felt with Christian Cage and Don Callis' promo, where it's like, you're not doing anything different than you did last week. This show needs, this show has other talent that we could be showing here. So get the fuck off the TV. So I love Taz. Taz is still one of my top 10 favorite pro wrestlers of all time. I like Team Taz as a concept. When it started, I was all in on it. But what they're doing right now needs to stop. It's just nope. A big nope. Yeah, I'm with you. It's really underwhelming. Underwhelming is a great way to say it. It just, it's. It fit on Raw. Yeah. I mean, it was minimal story to begin with, right? Like, I mean, they pulled a swerve, but like with minimal storytelling behind it, outside of just like we knew they were angry at each other. But it just, yeah. Yes, Ricky Starks was the better character to pull the swerve and be a heel, but like he's also the wrong character to stay in the group. So it's just a bit of a mm -hmm. weird mix. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree 100%. So let's move on. We get Tony Schiavone backstage again. God, he was everywhere this episode. Uh, he's backstage with Death Triangle. And we get right to the, we cut right to the chase. We get um, at all out Pac versus Andrade. Now, Andrade said, I'll face you at All Out, but you have to agree to my terms. And I didn't catch what those terms were, so we'll see, I guess. Or did you did you catch it? Because I, I did not. not. I did not. Okay, so I don't know exactly what those terms are, uh, but it looks at looks like at All Out we'll get Pac versus Andrade. Now, again, if I'm booking the show, that's what I'm kicking the pay-per-view off with. I'm getting Death Triangle walking out flames everywhere i'm getting andrade looking like a million dollars maybe have him come out in a stretch limo or whatever it is to like get the pizzazz of it 
have those motherfuckers do 750 different flips and let's get right to it and have some fun. Yeah. You know what should happen? Ooh, you know what should happen? Yeah. I don't know if you caught this on Twitter, uh, but at Triple Mania, Andrade took on Kenny Omega for the AAA Heavyweight Championship. And before he made his way to the ring, he was accompanied by the 16-time World oh, Heavyweight man. Champion, Ric Flair. Who may or may now, not have had a fun... Nah, that wasn't him. That wasn't him. Don't not. Rick Flair. Rick Flair loves to flaunt what the fuck he does, but I don't think he's flaunting no. like that on a train. No, and that's what he like. He even said it with him. He's like, I don't ride trains. He didn't yeah. say like I wouldn't have done such a thing. Yeah, he's he like, said, I, like I wouldn't have been on a train. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So. I think you got a couple weeks to tell a fun story here. And I love Chavo. Think he's fun. Think he's great in his role here. But let's kick his ass to where he can't show up to all out. And let's have Andrade pull a one up on Death Triangle. And he has Ric Flair accompany him to the ring. Huh? You think that? I like that idea. Uh, I do. <laughs> I love Chavo. I love what he does here, but let's kick his ass. <laughs> let's kick his ass. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Not let's have him serve a purpose. Let's kick his ass. You know? I mean, fuck that guy. Let's right. kick his ass. Yeah, fuck that guy. He's yes. great. Hey, I like Chavo here. I like that Andrade has a, a line or two that he'll practice and say while he's, you know what I mean, working on English, which it does seem either he they let him do more here or he's getting better at. Um, but Chavo then can kind of fill in the rest of that. He's not speaking for him necessarily at the time, but he's doing the majority of the talking to get it out on English television, but we still get the idea of he's like, hey, fuckhead's doing with a guy like that. Look at this mm-hmm. fucking guy. Look at this yeah. fucking guy. Is I'm paraphrasing, but that's what they said. No, I think that was verbatim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They said, look at this fucking uh, guy. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Huh? So let's get into right before the main event. Tim, you oh. know what time it is. Oh, it's the women's match. <laughs> Now, now, I will say this had a story to it before we got to the match. If you watched Elevation, Penelope Ford picked up the victory. After the match, she's still beating up her opponent. Thunder Rosa was on commentary. Thunder Rosa's like, fuck that. You don't just beat up on women uh, just because you're better than them. Runs down in the ring, chases off Penelope Ford. We get the match at Dynamite. So I like that we have a little bit of a story here. Also, full transparency. Uh, I will always welcome Penelope Ford on a television set. I enjoy her ring attire. And I enjoy Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa got the biggest pop of the night, I felt like, outside of the main event with uh, Chris Jericho. She was over as much as anyone else. And God, she's a badass, isn't she? Like, I want her to like beat up someone. Like, just. And she kind of did with Penelope yeah. Ford, but you know what I'm saying? She's got that grit of like, fuck, I, I think she's going to really knock out someone. Uh, yeah, I mean, she did seem uh, like she was really ready to throw some haymakers if need be. Um, yeah, I, man, I'm coming around on the Penelope Ford train as well in that, like, every match I see, I'm like, God damn, she, like, goes hard. Like, there is no – Oh! She's not yeah. pulling up. She's not – like, she's one yeah. of the toughest ones out there, man. Yeah, and let me clarify – uh, I enjoy Penelope Ford aesthetically. She's easy on the eyes. But as far as an entering competitor, 
I mean, go look at some of her GCW matches that she had with Ethan Page. Uh, she had a GCW match not too long ago, I think on Homecoming Night 2. Like, she can get down. And she gets down in this match, too. They they have a little bit of a fist fight there towards the middle of the match. Uh, I'm just saying, Thunder Rosa comes out with that energy. That song kind of puts you in a mood to where you might want to do a mosh pit just because fucking why not? And she gets another victory. And it feels, again, kind of... I will always make ECW comparisons for longtime listeners. You know that Tim, obviously, you know that, but it feels a lot like what we're doing here with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Now they've already fought, but we're doing the Taz Sabu thing where one person looks, you know, un unconquerable and the biggest badass in the world. And the other one shooting up like a rocket up the rankings and they're parallel right now, but they're eventually going to I can't wait. I'm so excited. Hopefully that happens sooner rather than later. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for it. Now I want your opinion on this. Uh, shocker, Tony Schiavone's backstage. Uh, he talks to Brock and Arn Anderson, and it's announced that next week on Dynamite, Brock Anderson is going to get murdered by Malachi Black. Yeah, he's going to get straight up. What if he does it? Wouldn't that be so fucking cool? <laughs> What if Brock Anderson's like, I'm the fucking badass in the family? He won't. But what what do you think we, we get out of this? Uh, I, I just think we're going to get this and somebody's going to come out and maybe try to help. And they're going to get a little murder, too. And then Cody Rhodes or who? No, it's not Cody, right? It's going to be somebody else. Oh, who is it going to be? Dustin. Oh, you think it's going to be Dustin? You think they're going to stick with the roads? There won't be like another one last ride. I don't, like I don't want it to be that. Yeah. Now I will say, I like this segment because Arn Anderson essentially told his son, Hey, thank you. Because I understand he kicked my head uh, into the fifth row. You obviously got mad about that, but you're going to get hurt. And Brock Anderson was like, again, paraphrasing Hello? here, but like, bitch, I'm not. Well, I, I mean, I, I think he kind of was like, I mean, perhaps, but like, I'm not going to be a bitch. Yeah, yeah, maybe that was the right. better vibe. Yeah, like, it was, it was like, a lot of like. He's like, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight him though. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not scared of this challenge, and I like that. Maybe we get some more character development out of the Brock and Arn Anderson dynamic. I don't know, but I think, yeah, I think how I envision this segment going is Malachi Black hits the black mask on Arn Anderson after beating Brock Anderson. And then that's when Dustin Rhodes comes out and we get some type of spooky horror show match with Dustin Rhodes and Malachi Black. Because, again, let's not forget Dustin Rhodes can go into his gold dust gimmick or can go into his seven gimmick. You know, like he has some of those weird personality traits to where if he's pushed to the limits, he can match Malachi Black's spookiness. And so we might get something like that is what I think is going to happen. Yeah. Hey. Uh, we get a video package from God's favorite champion, mm. Miro. And he talks about Fuego del Sol, how he shouldn't have took that contract because that's the coward's way to do it. Um, so God is unhappy with Fuego. But then at the very end, he says that the Redeemer needs to talk to Eddie fucking Kingston Tim. Yeah. Ooh. I'm worried for Eddie. I'm not. I'm worried for me. I don't know if my little heart can take it. This is so much excitement. Eddie 
Kingston and Miro. Oh my God. The machine versus the everyday man. I just right there. Oh my God. The promos, the promos. If you don't remember Tim, remember Tim before he turned baby face, uh, Eddie Kingston cut a promo on dynamite where he talked about all of his enemies. Number one being God. Well, who's God's favorite champion? Miro. You think he, if he brings that up, I don't that's know. the best. Dude, if he shows that's, like that's that a... clip and he's like. Yeah. Yeah, God doesn't forget. <laughs> yeah. That's why we got to talk. So God whispered oh. to God's favorite champion. Oh. Yeah. God, God heard what you said, and God has sent his vengeance with me. Oh, and then Eddie Kingston be like, you can't kill me. I'm a fighter. Or just the. Like, I, listen, tough guy. I, I already. Big. I already loved this this feud, and it hasn't happened yet. It's the best feud I didn't even know I needed. I cannot wait, Tim. This is the promos. They can't miss with this one. I mean, this is a grand slam. I am so fucking excited. Give it to me now. Okay. Uh, Another great promo backstage without Tony Schiavone was John Moxley. Now, I want your opinion on this. So, John Moxley, he says, uh, hey, I was here carrying the flag uh, when AEW was just the startup promotion, and now everyone wants to come and jump on the train. While saying this, he also says, Hangman isn't a cowboy. Christian Cage should have stayed retired. And then... He talks about Garcia, who's going to face in the main event of Rampage on this Friday night's uh, episode about how, hey, you want a taste of the big time? Well, I'll give you a taste of the big time. So with cutting down Hangman, with cutting down Christian Cage and obviously addressing his opponent, what do you think? What direction are we going with John Moxley right now? Yeah, I don't know. Are we ready to like throw Moxley back into the top of the car? Because like he basically guns blazing on everyone yeah and i loved it It was i mean it was great it felt real it felt like he was like these are the fucking guys like mm -hmm. i take a break and these are the fucking guys yeah this is it (laughs) yeah (laughs) well and the angle that he took where he said hey i i joined this when it wasn't a guaranteed when everyone was a little bit iffy on this promotion i I think we kind of understood before they no they had already announced jericho right yeah, Jericho, because he he jumps into the match with Jericho and Kenny Omega. Well, and I mean, he takes like we understood Moxley was gone, but I don't yeah. think we knew he was coming to AEW. We just figured it probably was, but we figured like he could go to mm-hmm. New Japan, he could go to right. Yeah, well, and to his point, you know, he was the one that made it cool to where now we are getting the rumors of Daniel Bryan and Ruby Riot and oh, CM he went Punk over there and, and was Job Squad. Or just like never really, not even Job Scott, just kind of had the same role. Like people would have been like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to go make less money. Oh, yeah, they may make and do the same thing. Later, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I love this. I thought the, the, the promo was good. I'm very interested to see where he goes. Because another thing uh, that we didn't address on this week's uh, episode of Dynamite, because uh, he got beat up by the men of the year, but Lance Archer lost his IWGP United States Championship uh, to Tanahashi who was instantly met with a glare from John Moxley in the crowd. So we still got that angle to go with. I don't know. John Moxley is very interesting right now. I'm excited to see what he does next. Also excited to see that he's going to be main eventing this episode of rampage where 
it's a rumor that CM Punk's going to be there. Nah, we already didn't collide those two together. I don't know. Now let's get to our main event, Tim. It was the fifth labor of Jericho, chapter five, as they called it. MJF versus Chris Jericho. No Judas entrance, no Judas effect. This was a great match with a stupid finish. Could not stand the finish. Yeah, the finish was very underwhelming as well. Dumb. Now, however, the... I, I, Jesus, man, I, I was almost moved to tears with the crowd chanting for some reason. Oh! Or singing, like, the entrance. Like, yeah! Uh, oh. Moment of the night, right? That was the moment of the night. They were in near Credit- from the start. Like, I don't know if somebody yeah. was out there starting it or whatever, but it worked. Well, so I know you probably saw there was a giant cue card yep. for one section. Yep. And then you saw a lot of the people that were just looking doing, um, looking at the phones mm-hmm. and like, and, 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 what have I become? <laughs> you know, yeah. doing that. Um, I, yeah, that was the moment of the night. Maybe one of the best moments of the year for AEW. Uh, thought it was great. Yeah. The last time I felt chills like that was the Jungle Boy chant when he won the um the battle royale or whatever they call it yeah, yeah. <laughs> the casino battle royal yeah uh and the match was good i'm not trying to say that the match was bad they had a very standard high quality main event match but with no here's let's just talk about it the the, the finish made no fucking sense yeah. well before we get into Tim? the finish uh, uh okay what do you think of the uh and maybe maybe you were starting at this point but the mjf does the the uh Grabs the camera. Who was that? Sid Vicious did the. Oh. Uh, grabs the camera, right? But he does the flip no, the, off. No, the Rock. Yeah, that's right. It was the Rock. Yeah, the yeah. Rock did that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Sid Vicious, like it was Shawn Michaels, like threw the camera at him or something. I can't remember. What yeah, he was. hit him with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, that was great. Like that, he took the camera. I was like, oh, what's he gonna do here? And then he did the flip off thing, and then just went like dangerous. I mean, he's like he's flipping off the crowd. Like can't really protect himself in that moment, you know, with that camera on him. And then we caught, like, here, I'll put it up behind me right now, uh, the two best, my favorite stoners of the world uh, that are now, like, <laughs> they had the good stuff, clearly, uh, <laughs> joining in, right? Uh, it's just, it's fun times, and, and I can't um, I can't say how much, like, they, they, they know how to, like, capture the moment in AEW, and this is an example of that, right? Like, they'll just do something that will, like, just feed the crowd into hysteria. I love it. Yeah, I thought. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's get before before we do get to the finish because this is a great uh, moment of the match. Is it felt like the the fans played along where they're like, no, we're, we're not going to jump and say, hey, I'm on TV. They're like, no, well, fuck you too, yeah. right? And so they gave the middle finger back. But kind of like how a GCW crowd, I feel, is in on the joke, but also will give you the reaction you're looking for. Like they gave the middle finger with the understanding of like, I'm not going to hit you. It's just fuck you, fuck you. I don't like you, right? That kind of thing. And then Jericho with the like, hey, yeah. remember me? You're in a fight with me. Yeah, that was and then funny hits the him end. in the face. Yeah, exactly. yeah. He hit the camera too, which is great. Yeah. That Very was funny. thing with directing. Like if they knew they were doing that spot before, and we'll do, we'll talk about a little bit more about AW's, you know, uh, cinematography and direction in Tweet the Table. But um, you should have tested that shot because you put it right up into the lights and you couldn't see Jericho. That's what I was going to put behind us of what's behind us right now, but it was, it was so like, you couldn't barely like, you yeah. got what Jericho was doing, but it wasn't shot. Yeah. Well, I agree. Great spot. Yeah. Great spot. Very fun spot. So, uh, okay. As I mentioned, the, the finish here doesn't make any fucking sense. This is why Tim. Now we've had a match already in AEW's history where MJF said, if you want to fight me, you can't use your finisher. If you recall, 
John Moxley versus MJF, John Moxley couldn't use the paradigm shift. Well, John Moxley's fucking smart, and obviously Chris Jericho isn't, because in John Moxley versus MJF, the ref couldn't was you know incapacitated or I, I don't remember what it was distracted, however it was, and John Moxley realizes like the ref ain't looking and hits the paradigm shift and gets the victory. Fast forward to this match, Chris Jericho sees that the referee is uh, distracted with taking away the weapon from MJF, so hits MJF with the baseball bat with Floyd, right? Boom. Cool. The referee is still distracted, and he stops himself from using the Judas effect. So a baseball bat, fucking cool, but where I draw the line is I told you I wasn't going to use the Judas effect. What? That... Use it. No one was looking. And and again, you're not Jungle Boy. It would make sense if Jungle Boy had a, you know, fight with uh, his conscious of like, well, I yes. said I wasn't going to do it, right? But with Chris Jericho, you had 30 years of being a scumbag, you know, uh, on both sides of a heel and face kind of uh, character. Well, you're so right. like, I, he's a scumbag. We just like, like him sometimes. Right. He always has and that so, like sleaze to him. Yeah, and so for you not to use the Judas effect in chapter five of the five labors of Jericho, I thought you just looked dumb. Now, I like that MJF won. I like that he came out of like, hey, you thought you were going to get through all five chapters? This book ends with me as the victor. And I like that. But the yeah. finish was just, mm -mm, I yeah, didn't I was, like it. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of it either. But, I mean, again, if this storyline ends... Because he said, like, I've beaten you three times. You know what I mean? Like, Jericho has to have his own in introspection here and do his own thing, and MJF moves mm -hmm. on. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. And as mentioned, there's a big debut coming soon. And if that big debut in CM Punk gets thrown in with MJF, can you imagine the fucking rivalry there? Can you? Ooh. So let's say it's not CM Punk. Let's say, well, let's say CM Punk and Daniel Bryan also shows up. Daniel Bryan's not known for being the best promo guy necessarily all the time, but man, can you imagine MJF ripping Bryan Danielson oh. <laughs> to shreds? Well, you know, oh. one of the best characters in recent memory that we talk about on this show is Daniel Bryan as the Planet's Champion. Oh. Now that was Tom. That was a one of the heel best version. characters they could have had. In, in two decades that I can recall now. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. Especially with the climate of, of like, your of your viewers and shit. Mm-hmm. God damn, they are stupid. Well, I'm yeah. Fucking yeah. Christ. Yeah, of course. We know I that. Had, but what, I would have had him a major talking point in me national media with, like, pushing the lines of being the angry liberal that, you know, Vince McMahon thinks he is. Mm-hmm. Because their fucking WWE fans would have ate that up. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you do MJF as the jet flying, I get a coffee at every stop, drink three drinks of it, throw the plastic cup away. I don't recycle all that shit. And then you get Planets Champion Daniel Bryan as a baby face. That's fun. Again, Daniel Bryan as MJF, I think you're a cosplayer as a pro wrestler, kind of like what he told John Cena going into SummerSlam of 2015, I think it was. Dude, I mean, there's plenty of angles Daniel Bryan and MJF can go. I just think now that we got MJF freed up, we got these rumors 
uh, big debuts. Let's throw them in the deep end here at AEW and let's have them go with MJF right from jump. I think that's where we should do with one of them, both of them. I don't know, but one of them has to feud with I mean, MJF sooner rather than later. Who can get like legit just heat if you just hand them a microphone? CM Punk is one of the names that will always come up, and MJF has those skills. I, I mm-hmm. would argue I would rather listen to MJF do it than CM Punk all day, but I'm happy to see what you're mentioning. That would be fucking amazing. Oh, because then you could do the grizzled old veteran. I remember being the the Ang young upstart MJF. You know, CM Punk could go that angle Can with him. Can you imagine MJF ripping him for like, you quit because you thought the doctor didn't notice you had a fucking infection. You, you what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just. Yeah, oh. you had a bump on your neck and so you left. Or you had a bump on your yeah. knee, so you, you just wanted to go to home. The doctor didn't like, give you a Band-Aid? Yeah, <laughs> you wanted a lollipop after your visit? Well, that's not what happens here in AEW. And then just those two. And then, again, CM Punk can do the I've said everything you've said kind of thing. And woo, it could be fun. About possible AEW debuts. And we mentioned the guy who doesn't take trains uh, but is going has been released by WWE. It's Ric Flair. Nature Boy, we've mm-hmm. talked about a possible four horsemen. I want to throw a wild card at, at you, Tom. Okay. Ric Flair is going to come out, and he is going to lead that new four horsemen. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be led by Andrade. Okay. It's going to have uh, the um, the Lucha Bros. Uh-huh. And we need a, we need one more uh, Spanish, right? One more Mexican uh, wrestler. So I, I'm trying to think of who's on the AW roster or who else is out there to kind of join in this. And it's going to be Los Cuatro Jinetes. Oh, yeah, that's what we're going to call them? Yep. But who the fourth person would be? Yep. Who is it? Well, see, here's the thing is, are we saying that Andrade leads it? Yep. Or are we saying that or, it's his? Well, who else you got? I say Andrade doesn't lead it. Mm. Kind of like the Hurt Business where M- – I would do it like this, where the Hurt Business, where it was Bobby Lashley's group, but MVP was the the guy that was talking and okay. doing all the stuff. You put Sammy Guevara and has, have his own group. And then Sammy Guevara, the Lucha Bros, and Andrade, and they say, we're fucking everyone else up. Yeah, this is so what we, we do, do the new Four Horsemen group, but we spin it. It's, it's yeah. Mexican wrestlers. It's those Cuatro Hedentes. Yeah. I did have to look that up. Uh, I like it, though. I did fact that's check good. that. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, that's – that would be the twist that nobody saw coming, I think, right? Like, we get mm-hmm. rid of everybody's like, all right, here comes, and we've talked about this, like, oh, it's going to be Cody Rhodes, it'll be, mm-hmm. you know, this guy. And, and it's a surprise, a lot of those people went and did other four-man groups. Well, that's what I was going to say. Do we do, eventually, like, uh, we get, uh, you know, Barry Windham for, for fun, and then each four you know each member of the four horsemen creates their own four man factions yes. you know <laughs> like that's what we do four four horsemen <laughs> yeah we got the four four horsemen the four yeah. four horsemen <laughs> you know that's what we could do that would be fun um i'm just excited that mjf again we hope right because we kind of felt like at the end of um the stadium stampede that that was going to be it uh and it was not but I'm hoping that this is the clean cut of MJF, you're going this way. Jericho, you're going this way. I wouldn't be mad because, again, we got five consecutive weeks of Jericho being one of the main points of the show. If Jericho just took a vacation. Wouldn't hate it. Take a vacation. Wouldn't hate it. Wouldn't, wouldn't hate, hate it, it right now. So, 
that was dynamite overall what'd you think did you have fun time watching it i did i uh man this was a a solid a show for me i thought it was great yeah i thought you know the two best moments for me uh as mentioned the the singing from the crowd with no music of judas and then i mark out every time when john moxley and eddie kingston walk out now i know they got jumped but the moments before that i just geek out over that i thought that was so much fun uh, and then again, the, you know, we talk, I talk so much shit on them, but I'm starting to come around to them. Who knows? I, I guess I, I can, my heart can be changed, but the young bucks and Jurassic express gave me one hell of a match. So I can't hate that either. So that was AEW dynamite. Now, Tim, we've talked about it. We've touched on it Friday night. We record on a Thursday night. So Friday night is the next episode of AEW rampage. As mentioned on our YouTube channel, you can catch catch my instant reaction to the very first episode so tim now i want to hear from you what did you think of the first episode and then what do you think is going to happen tomorrow night the first episode of rampage had a big time event feel uh the opening match i was shocked that they had christian win the impact world heavyweight championship spoiler alert also maybe that's airing tonight as we record but they retire the old tna belt he's just gonna have that impact wrestling belt I think moving forward, um, which is fine. That's good. It doesn't, That's good. It's not worthy of two belts. Is that place? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it, it made sense initially yes. because Moose said, "I'm right. the uncrowned champion." So it, well, yeah, and but it, now it the company lineage and, and of course, right. but like they don't use that name anymore, so it's good to get rid of it now. Right. Um, albeit, it's the better looking belt, but mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it was a good looking belt. That TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, was a good belt. I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. So I was surprised at that, um, and uh, God, the whole night just – I mean, even though it was short, right? So you had the DMD um, – Main event. Uh, main event. What else did they have in there? What was in the middle of that? Miro and Fuego de Sol Miro was Fuego the quick – Yeah, the Fuego de Sol moment was like – it was like gather the family around and watch this wholesome. It was so great. That was great. The only thing, the only thing I mentioned that that I would change, and again, it's just because I think I could do it better. I didn't like that Tony Khan was hugging Sammy Guevara for like just have Sammy well, come out. I didn't think that Tony it. needed. It. They talked about. They were like, "This is the first time he's been on AWT," and I was like, "Dude, don't," because he's been on like the other shows and shit. You know yeah. What I mean? But like, yeah, it was. You know what I mean? Like they even brought it up, so it made you think. About I didn't it. like that. Like why? Yeah, I didn't like here? that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just thought Sammy could have just done it by himself. We, we could have got it. He has a contract now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, it was quick. It, it, I said this and I'll say it to, to on the podcast on the proper right now. The greatest compliment I can give AEW is that I can't wait for the next episode. Yeah. Like I am so, I've been so on edge pumped up since Wednesday night for Friday's show. Oh, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. News, uh, you know, yeah. Like, uh. Well, and this card this is, is just going to be all out, right? Like coming up. Yeah. So, like, they're trying to hype this all up. It's going to get big time this year. This yeah. Time. And we've got already some really cool matches. Again, we got Kira Hogan versus Jade Cargill. We got Daniel Garcia versus John Moxley as your main event. It's in Chicago. Biggest Did show that they've had to date. All out. I, I hate using the term. This is our WrestleMania, right? But we use that. Yes, in I do. I do. Yeah. But we consider all out their mania, right? Like I do. Yeah. Again, they might say it's double or nothing, but I think yeah. it's all out. Um, it's great that it's at this time. Like, it's spread out well enough from WrestleMania 2, right? We're a couple months removed. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super excited. 
I'm super. Excited I cannot wait. Rampage uh, is going to be amazing. I I love the yeah. one hour quick hit. Get two three matches in, some advance some storylines. Get you hyped up. It's going to be great for go home shows when they oh, have fucking incredible. Oh. Especially especially Friday night because they do typically Saturday night yeah, pay per views. They do it in the same venue and shit, and you can make a oh. weekend of it. Oh, like oh, the reverse of how WWE does like mania then uh-huh. raw like you just flip that shit flipped it yep flip it. i i tell it, you what flip it also if you watch, it down oh no all right <laughs> if you're watching this or listening to this before uh aw rampage i just want you to know we will be going live with another instant reaction tim might be joining tim might not be joining but i will definitely be there you should um, join to find out if tim joins there you go. That's that's your teaser. Uh, but we will be doing an instant reaction to night or to episode two of AEW. If you're Rampage. a podcast listener, you're gonna have to check out the YouTube to see that, and you can go to SpanishHoundsTable.net, find all the links you need. Our table show Twitter link is up there. Our Facebook, our YouTube, mm-hmm. our PayPal donations. If you want to give us money, and if you want to be the beer sponsor of the week, but you're not this week, you didn't give us any money. We can't tell everybody how great you are. Think about that. Uh, go there, check that out. You'll have to check out the YouTube to see Tom and maybe me doing a live reaction to AW Rampage. And keep checking for some content coming after this weekend because we're going on Site to Glory Pro and we're going to fucking get in the way. We do things. We bring. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. We bring equipment. We show up like we own the place. So. Oh, I tell you what. We're either going to get gonna thrown be so out. Much fun. You're going to see the footage unless they confiscate it. We'll say that. And they're going to confiscate because I'll put a five across their lip. No, I love them. Dan, the dad was great. Glory, pray, Glory Pro is great. Uh, we're going to have so much fun. We're going to have some fun content. Don't give a shit. No, you, no, don't. Don't. Yeah, he's yeah. my best friend. <laughs> he is your best friend. Stop. He's my best friend. Yeah. yeah, he knows. Why don't you guys tell him? You <laughs> yeah, you don't tell your best friend that he's your best friend or she's your best friend. You, they know. It's just a known thing. Have I told you how cool I think you are today, Tom? Yeah, I know it. You don't need to tell me. That's what I'm saying. You don't need to. We know. Yes, we know. We know. Right here. Same, same, same. Hey. Yeah. Let's talk about the greatest part of the summer. The biggest party of the summer. Hottest party of the summer. The Spanish announce table picks of SummerSlam. Hey. We all know SummerSlam sucks, but you can have fun watching us pick the results. If I had background music, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the dancing. Yeah, you gotta fucking we did the we the did the opposite of well, we did the opposite of what the uh, dynamite crowd did, where they sang with no music. Yeah, we we danced with no music. Yeah, yeah, hey, hey, it's all in our head, baby. Uh, SummerSlam slide. All right, um, all right. The very, we've been doing this show for eight years. We first ever did any picks was SummerSlam. A tradition like none other. We will do our SummerSlam picks. We're not really well equipped. We don't watch much of the WWE these days because it's bad. It ain't good. But we're going to talk about that. All right, so let's start. I'm going. I'm on WWE.com. We're also, as a fun throw-in at the end of this, let's talk about this before we get into the picks, right? We'll, we'll also okay. pick some NXT TakeOver picks as a throwaway at the end there. But sure. this is a weird... They're doing it in reverse of what they normally do. They mm-hmm. would do NXT is like the here you go, serve you up, SummerSlam. I, are they discovering that like people go NXT was great? Fuck, I ain't watch SummerSlam. Are they like we got to reverse this now? Well, I think the reason they're doing it, 
this year that way is because it's in Vegas. Because if if you pay attention to Vegas fight nights, boxing, mixed martial arts, UFC, all that stuff are on Saturday nights. So the big night to go out in Vegas is Saturday night, not Sunday night. So I think they're trying to fall in the same schedule as a Vegas night on the town is, you know, when you see Conor McGregor fight in the UFC, it's on Saturday night. When you see Manny Pacquiao box yeah. in Vegas, it's Saturday night. Yeah, because NFL I think that's maybe why up, they're so doing They don't have to really – are there any – I mean, there's preseason games, but those aren't always generally like Well, Sunday I think night. the Pacquiao fight – I think the Pacquiao fight is on Sunday, and I think they didn't want to compete with the Pacquiao fight. So that makes sense. Okay. Now, Pacquiao lost his original opponent, so the, the replacement isn't as big, but still, they didn't know that. All right. Two months ago, three months ago. So I'm on WWE.com. It's Thursday night, 8.54 p.m. in God's favorite time zone, the central uh, standard. The one true time we zone. Daylight. We're central daylight time. Central right. standard time. Are we in CDT right now? CST. CST. Well, so during central daylight standard savings time. time, when does that end? Then you're CDT. See how stupid it is? All right. Yeah, it's all gone. Arizona doesn't go by it. So if we – yeah, well, Arizona <laughs> – didn't go by much. Another uh, cult. Yeah. Hey, anyhow, what do we got for picks? All right, so we're on their website. So sue me if uh, don't sue me. Uh, fight me. <laughs> don't please. Don't fight me. Um, <laughs> send me a mean tweet if you don't like that I got this wrong because they got it wrong. Raw tag team championships are on the line. AJ Styles and Almost versus RK Bro, and I'm torn on this one. I could see. RK Bro winning because they're like, eh, and I could see Randy Orton giving him the old, you know, the Tennessee, you know, testicle twister, and and then we continue that as like a feud. So I don't really know which way I go, but I'm gonna say I think they go RK Bro as the tag team champions. They love this like, yeah. you know, like oh, they do they get along? Do they know the odd couple? They love the odd couple. They love the odd cop odd couple, which they have right now with AJ and Amos. But I think they like Amos as yeah, that's less of an odd couple and more of like a Diesel Shawn Michaels feel. But I I agree. But I think what they're wanting to do with Amos is have him fill the void left by Braun Strowman. So you got to get Amos in that spot, and so I think AJ might cost Amos the match somehow by you know confusion or on purpose because he gets mad at him or something i think we'll rk bro get back by the way at some point i think he's going to get a bunch of offers wwe is going to offer him just above that because what they want to do was cut how much he he was demanding more the last time like he just recently had like a contract negotiation he asked for a shit ton of money and they were like oh, okay and then they cut him because they're like this guy's over fucking priced and so he's, oh. probably, he's probably going to go around to all the other places and they'll be like and aw might not take him um if i had no. to guess so the other places oh. don't have enough to offer him, probably, that WWE could be like, oh, okay, we'll beat that. See, I don't think he's coming back to wrestling. I think we're going to see him go the way Movies. of Kurgan, where he's, yeah, the the big guy in a Will Ferrell movie, or he's the big guy in a Ryan Reynolds film. He could probably make just know? as much money and then not have to put his body through hell. Yeah, yeah so if I don't think he's coming back to agent, wrestling. he's got a good fucking agent, you wouldn't have to. Yeah, especially since right. he can act well enough for those roles, like you're saying. Exactly. That's all pro wrestling in- is for him. Is yeah, and roles. he was in a movie with Will Ferrell, uh, the Sherlock movie. So yeah, you know he's got some connections. Yeah. And Batista might be friends with him, so he's got he can. So do you think that. RK John Bro's Cena. winning this? Or? Yeah, so I got RK Bro because then I think we're gonna get the fun silliness to that. I think hot take, uh, future pick. I think it's gonna be Matt Riddle turning on 
uh, Randy Orton. I think that's what they want to do as a swerve is they don't do Matt Riddle. Do they don't do swerves and they don't do fucking. They can. They do it every once in a blue moon. Seth Rollins turned on the shield. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the authority yeah. was created at SummerSlam. So I think I think that's where we're going in the future. All right. Well, but RK bro on, on Saturday night. Yeah, I got it. I got RK bro winning as well. Holding time. But I would not be shocked if there's the Randy no. Orton fucking gives him the RKO and fucking leaves him there to die. Right. Um I but as a side note, I'm feeling almost, man. I'm liking this guy's progression. He's gotten markedly more entertaining in very short period of time. I agree. And I also miss AJ Styles in that main event picture. Him being in yeah. this tag storyline has made me miss him going after the world championship. AJ Styles, to his credit, we've had a long-running discussion about AJ Styles and how good he is, in my opinion, over the eight years of this podcast. But I'll say he's always been improving ever since we've started this podcast. And you're right. like He is the cheesy fucking smarmy king right now like that's cap. nobody does that's yeah, cap. nobody <laughs> he went from barely being able to fucking be believable at all on the microphone to being one of the most ham it up yeah enjoyable people on the microphone in yeah. less than a decade i'm gonna give him that very good work yeah very good work that's cap that means a lie yeah. that's cap so funny because like it's not how you do it you know what i mean like he's able to be like yeah, but nobody says it that way. You know what I mean? Like nobody's <laughs> out there being like, "That's right. cap," right? Like that's you cap. say no cap, but nobody's like really out there being like, "Like." That well, he cap says it like it's a jet. You know what I mean? Like some people might remember, like the the everybody says no cap, and the reverse yes might be cap, and like yes, some people might throw that in, but that's not as common. Like nobody's like when you're lying, being like that's cap. You know what I mean? Like, well, no, it's not a big thing. Yeah, I agree, but I th just the way he says it, it's like a Jeopardy answer. Yeah. Cap, that's cap, that's like. Cap. <laughs> Cap. That's cap. That means, <laughs> and it's great. like he's proud that like he knows the street. Like, <laughs> he knows it. I'm cool. Like I'm I know cool. you don't know this, but I'm down with the street. <laughs> I love him. That's what makes him yeah. great. And that's what I miss him. I miss him in that role. Right. So I'm well, excited. For speaking him. of things you love and miss, Eva Marie will take on <sighs> Alexa Bliss, and we have a tweet the table about Eva Marie. So I won't dig into some of the of what I already know. That's going to be about. But um, God. I think they're going to have Eva Marie win this so they can continue because they think the story is do drop an Eva Marie. Again, they murdered the Bray Wyatt character. The Fiend is gone. They gave it to Alexa Bliss. They still think that what drives our interest in this story is, is Eva Marie and Dewdrop. They, they will, the same thing they did to the Bray Wyatt character, they will do to Alexa Bliss throughout the time she has it. She will lose inexplicably easy to people remember they squashed the fiend with goldberg mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. shit's gonna happen to alexa bliss with this character because they think that character doesn't need it and there may be some truth to that right like you love the character or you don't but you but can't like, be yeah but you can't be a big bad villain if you're never beating up anyone that's right. the thing you have you, to have wins you, to be you credible clearly put them at the second tier level when you have them lose shit like that and that's I think this is designed to have Dewdrop's going to do some shit, right? She's going to body this bitch, right? And Eva Marie's going to get the victory cheaply that way. And there you go. I just, here, I'm going wins. to like some – okay. And that – right? Totally. Unless just to Dewdrop be a, leaves her. You know, unless that's – Which, again, that. I, here's the thing I still have never understood. 
because they don't tell stories with details. Why are, what is their relationship? Is this a cousin? Are they yeah, best friends from childhood? She can leave whenever because she wants. Because you didn't even explain the Eva Marie return. And again, more on that later, but like, God. You didn't explain but you know what I'm saying? her return, and then you didn't explain her friend, and then you didn't explain her friend's weird-ass name. I mean, you well, kind of did. You made it like like she was just denigrating her, like she's not even yeah. worthy of a name. But uh. but if if Dewdrop is like, hmm, she's kind of mean, then just fucking leave. Like, that, why are you tied to her? That's you know, not told to us. This bitch. Or you could just go away. Go to SmackDown. Yeah, she's not going to follow you go. and beat you up. Yeah. Is she so paying just, you? That's it. We don't know. Right. So stupid. So anyhow, I got Alexa Bliss just to be a contrarian. All I don't right. fucking care. Yeah. All right. Stupid. Well. 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 <laughs> it doesn't get much better, and we've got Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre. And I think Drew McIntyre is it. Am I remember correctly? Like Drew can't use a sword anymore. If he, leaves? I don't know, but he better stab these motherfuckers with as many times we've seen this sword. He better gut them if in the fucking chest. He does not stab chest. them with this sword. He better lose so we don't have to see this fucking sword again. Yeah, I would prefer you Jinder have- Mahal have the sword. I want Jinder Mahal to win, get the sword, and he uses the sword because he's going to make the sword ten times more entertaining than Drew McIntyre will. And obviously, that's still, yeah. I mean, 10 times zero is still zero, but like, you know, <laughs> <what they call? laughs> yeah, damn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the sword and the stone fucking gimmick with uh, Drew McIntyre is stupid. He needs to cut one of their hands off. That's what needs to happen. They need to have a gimmick hand with some fucking things. He tries no, to grab, we right. cut the hand. Ah, right, they it. did the eye. He Why not do the him. fucking hand? It's behind us, something, so you can't see it. And he cuts him. And then one of the Singh brothers comes back. Like, two of the Singh brothers come out in this place. <laughs> <laughs> he cut them out. <laughs> right? Yes. So like one of the big guys. He cuts them, and then the two Singh brothers come out, and they're like, what the fuck happened here? <laughs> That's the best that fucking perfect. thing that could happen. <laughs> God damn. That would be the fucking yeah. moment of the week. That would be the <laughs> moment of the year. That would be bigger than Punk debuting on Dynamite. Saw him in half. Saw one of the big guys in half, and you get two fucking little mini And we never see the big guy again. Yeah, it's always the same. Price. Yeah, he's in fucking Impact next week. <laughs> yeah, no 90-day no compete. Don't worry about yeah, it. You know. you, you're done anyhow, pal. Yeah, we got the same brothers back. <laughs> And they gotta run around like, like the you know like in uh, Halo when they just drop you after yeah. you die and like you just get dropped into the map and you are kind of just running around like that's how they have yeah, to run exactly. around. Yeah, they've got to be like, what the fuck? What? What the? <laughs> 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 oh I'm not the ass man. You're the ass. I don't give a shit. That's the best idea. Yeah, this might be the best idea we've come up with in Spanish Now Stable history. <laughs> Cut so one of these good. random Jinder Mahal guys in half and make them the singer. <laughs> hey, this is better than the gobbledygooker. All right. Oh, my <laughs> no. God. That's the best idea. I got a. Uh, oh, yeah. We got I, I got something. Drew. Yeah, yeah Drew I got Drew. Wins. Yeah, who cares? Drew's He's got to stab someone. Drew's going to win this because they don't give a shit about Jinder Mahal. And like, or the other two guys. Yeah, and so like Drew's going to win. And like, uh, 
United States let's Championship. Hope for, let's just hope for the saw in half or the cut in half. God damn it. Hey, if that happens, I'm retiring. I couldn't call that any better. We'll know yeah, they're we're never fucking making listening. Picks again. If they, somebody, I'm going to sue them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We are never going to make picks again if that actually happens. We're just retiring yeah, on top. Beat that. Nope. <laughs> can't yeah, beat I'm betting that. all the points. I'm wagering all the points on that. <laughs> the eight years of points on this one thing. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm still beating the shit out of you. Pretty yeah. All right, United States Championship. Sheamus, Damian Priest, another one that was like last minute thrown together. Yeah, because wasn't Sheamus beating up Ricochet? I don't. What? I don't get it. And Damian Priest was feuding with the Miz twins. Yeah. Drip. I don't get that either. They're going to turn on each other. I think Johnny Drip Drip leaves him. But with this match, I think Damian Priest, here's what's going to happen. Damian Priest gets the title so that we can continue Johnny Drip Drip and Miz. And then they're going to turn on each other because they want the championship. Yeah, and that's it. Like, Sheamus is a guy who's like, all right, well, fine, whatever. All this U.S. title and shit. And, like, he's going to win and. Don't we have a draft coming up soon? Mm, yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, they said they did, but who knows? Yeah, so they could just send Sheamus to SmackDown for no reason. Yeah, Damian Priest wins. Wins the title. All right. Uh, here it gets a little better. Edge, Seth Rollins. Edge. You can't have Edge come back. and So he won the Royal Rumble, and since then, he has just got his ass kicked the entire time. Like, he has to get a win on his own. Because it was... Yeah, because the only because then the natural regression is Seth Rollins just gets angry and he's still the same character and he's just delusional and he goes crazy on someone else and it doesn't really hurt that character. So, yeah, right. Edge wins. Now, I know Edge had victories over Randy Orton and then he won that but feud, then, but like since he's been on SmackDown, he hasn't done shit. But again, I, and I think you're right. I think we're thinking of how WWE does things, and that's right. But... One of the complaints is WWE has not done well at building the new stars and just relies on the nostalgia, and you would be playing right the fuck back into that with Edge just said to it, you're a knockoff me, and you can't fucking do it as good as me, and then you're just going to fucking beat him. So, like, yeah, yeah he was fucking right. Well, yeah. And he's now, not right. Seth, Roll- Seth Rollins is fucking yeah. damn, like, you know what I mean? Like he's, Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Uh, now, I think Seth Rollins is a little bit of a different character because he's more of established, of you know, It'd be one thing if Edge beat Damian Priest, and you're like, what the fuck? You're supposed to build a new star, but Seth is Seth. Seth can lose. And so, again, I think he's going to lose. And then I feel this is what I've been uh, banking on here with Seth Rollins as far as what I think they have planned for him or what I would have planned for him. I think he does the heel, crazy, Johnny Drip Drip diet version, all that fun stuff, you know, what he's doing right now. And we're going to have him lose. And maybe he keeps losing and losing and losing. And then the person that gets him back on track, because love always wins, is a returning Becky Lynch. And then we get, hey, guys, I can do it for my kid. And yeah, then they're going to play in on that, right? Mm-hmm. So returns, I think we're going to get. Fucking, oh. Yeah, I think we're going to get uh, crazy Seth Rollins until Becky Lynch comes back. And then that's what sets him straight. This has been one of my favorite Seth Rollins is. Oh, yeah, he's fun. Yeah, I like I like him ever since he lost the like God side of this gimmick where yeah. it was just like, no, I'm the best. Like, not that I'm a messiah. It's just like, no, no, no. Everyone knows I'm fucking cool. I'm fucking look cool. at my crazy outfits. Yeah. 
Okay, what's next up on the card here? We have, and maybe we don't have this, the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. But word is, they've been missing some house shows due to undisclosed reasons, and these two might have some COVID. Oh! Yeah, because if you pay attention to Twitter, uh, one of these two women is an anti-vaxxer and i mean i don't we know for sure one is we don't know if the other one is or is not vaccinated right, right? But, but we know one is like adamantly right. outward about not doing it mm-hmm. being sasha banks we can call it out give a fuck yeah shit. and she was also um, really good friends with that crazy and, ref so and to be clear uh she's fucking wrong spanish now mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. get vaccinated mm-hmm. do it yeah not like a we urge you we don't want to talk to you if you don't. Uh, anyway, all right. I can't be. Uh, here's the other. I can't be by you if you're not, pal. I got family members who can't get vaccinated because they're immune compromised. So if you don't yeah, fucking do it, I can't be by you. Friends that you know what I mean that we are are by regularly that yeah, they have young kids that can't get. Yeah. Yeah. So go fuck yourself. Right. You're selfish for not doing it. Uh, and this isn't a government thing either. What, real quick about the vaccine. It's not the, hey, the government says to do it, so fucking do it. Get in line. It's a fucking science, and it makes sense. This is how we got rid of polio. This is how we got rid of chicken pox, you dumb fucks. And you idiot, dumb brain, kissing cousin idiots. Remember when you went to public schools and you had to get vaccinated to get into the fucking public schools? It's the same yeah. goddamn concept, yeah. and before idiots. we move on with this, because it's resting, but I, I want to say something, too. Like, the, the idealists who want to say, like, it should be a person's choice, like, we'll talk philosophically all day long. If you want to contact me directly on the Twitter, I'll set up a time with you and explain to you how it's no longer a personal choice when there's public health involved. And we can show that, you know, you don't have the science on your side and your personal choice. I'm going to live in a society where it's not up to your personal choice if your personal choice can harm the society at large. Exactly. Here's this. Yes, because it's one thing to say, hey, if me and a consenting adult don't want to, let's hypothetically say, use condoms, right? right? And we can pass transmittable diseases that way. Only through sex, right? But if it's me and a consenting adult, okay, we're going to take our chances, whatever. But if I'm outside and it's transmitted yeah, without you wearing... herpes on you. Yeah, then I should be fucking wearing a condom or whatever it is, right? I mean, listen, I but probably like, breathed herpes on you a time or two, but like... I didn't get it because that's not how yeah. it works. Yeah. So when you can fucking affect people, you fucking do the smart thing for the public. God, you fucking idiots would have died of polio, you dumb fucking idiots. God damn it, yeah. man. Get mm. vaccinated. Mm. Spanish announced table. Get demand. vaccinated. All right. It's so fucking dumb. You are such a freedom fighter fuck if you don't do it. You are such a fucking asshole. Such a freedom fighter mm. fuck. And if you and if you were to get my fucking family sick, I am going to gut you like Seamus or like Drew McIntyre is gonna gut that fucking gender mahal clone. Yeah, I'm not gonna turn you into two people. Right? Yeah, you're gonna be dead. Tom's gonna kill you. Yeah. So Sasha wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it. This Here's the thing I think. Well, no, see, this is how because we've talked about this in the past. I I think this is all cage work. Match. <laughs> well, because yeah. I think it's all the work. Mm. 
as we've talked about, the most interesting things about WWE is never on your television. It's always in the dirt sheets, right? The most interesting storyline in WWE is how they fire everyone every 10 seconds, right? So they don't know how to fucking tell a compelling story. So what they're going to do, in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong here, but what I wouldn't be shocked about is if this was just a new story fed to a dirt sheet, they kept them off for controversy. Oh, what's going to happen? Then they show up. Oh, we watched it, right? That's the way you build up the intrigue is you fucking make something up that could be real, could be not. Hey, I'm going to pause this for a second. I had stopped watching the chat for a while and we got two folks in on the chat room. Oh, we got oh. Ramones fan 990 saying, I'm with you, Tom. I'm going to need to see someone getting cut on Saturday. Yeah. Holy hell. Slice some motherfuckers up. And then we got B. Goots, uh, which is a great name. Uh, says, Love it. Yes. Monday Night Messiah was garbage. Rollins is too talented for that. Like, it had good elements to it, but it was too much of the same note. It was always, but I am. A, it's like a, it's like a crappy version of Miro. You know what I mean? Where Miro is God's favorite champion and he's doing one-liners that make you laugh or make you think. And then he does the like championship gets presented to God. Uh, Seth Rollins was just doing like, Hey, God told me that I'm the best. So yeah, I'm the best. And it's like, okay, that works one week, but you got to do more. So yeah. that's why I thought it didn't work. Okay. All right. Speaking of not working, the Usos versus the Mysterio family here. I... Man, this should be so good on yes. paper. Right. If if I wrote down on paper, we're going to have one of the greatest tag teams of a generation brothers taking on one of the greatest luchador, maybe the greatest luchador of all time and his son in a tag match for the tag team championships. You would say like print the money. Let's get that in the main event. And they have done fucking dick with this. It has just been so insulting of the potential this has and just the fart that they've let this story become. It is just a fart. It is just a fart. This story it's is the, just a fart. Yeah, just a fart. Because it's like, a fart is like, man, that smells bad, but then it goes away quickly, just like this fucking storyline. Like, it's like, oh, that stinks. Well, then, okay, what's next? W-E is a fart. Is the name of <laughs> this is. episode right here. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I got the Usos. Uh, yeah, the Usos are totally winning this. God damn, they're dumb if they give it. Uh, man, nope. Not Again, unless not you wanted to be creative. Nope. Yeah. No. All right. Um. Let's move on. <laughs> nope. Decline. Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg for. F- mm, man, and they 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 saw Goldberg go out the first time, give that horrendous performance on a promo. And then decided to get in the microphone again. I don't know, man. I don't get it. Another thing where he's saying the same thing. He's saying it again. Uh, Yeah. He has a son and he wants to do it for his son. Who fucking cares? Cool. So, so with that premise, give Ray Mysterio the next shot because he has a son and he wants to do it for his son. I saw this thing. It was like, it was a meme where it showed like someone was like, cool, he's doing it for his son. And then somebody was like, hook would beat the shit out of this kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'd the fucking kid. Taz and hook versus Goldberg and that little oh kid. Oh my God. Oh my God. I would pay to just see just that. I would pay pay-per-view mm-hmm. price to see just that because Taz and hook. Yeah are going to go real. Like they're not going to, yeah. 
Yeah, they're going to try to really fucking hurt There's you. There's a switchblade uh, in somebody's fucking boot. What I saw on Twitter that made me giggle is Goldberg said, uh, I'm doing this for my son. And then immediately underneath it, it was Brock Lesnar walking up to Heath Slater saying, I don't give a shit about your shit son. About or I don't give a shit about your kids. Yeah. God, like, that's what, what I feel. Uh, what that was the best. Brock Lesnar has so many great one-liners that people like don't even realize. The, I don't give a shit about your kids. Paul say something stupid. Let's do this. Like Paul say this. something stupid. Because that's Paul the best. was not expecting that. His face was like, "Hey, well, asshole. all right, <laughs> <laughs> fine. I guess I will." I yeah. planned on when it. He, Thank you very much. When he realized that he was the money in the bank uh, holder and he didn't have to cash it in for another twelve months, and he starts hitting Paul Heyman over. Well, the the head with the papers. Stupid was great because I don't even think he knew he was going to say it because he broke himself. He started chuckling. He's like, Paul, say something stupid. <laughs> you couldn't even finish it. God damn, best. Brock. Love it. I love it. God, we got to get sound clips back in here. All right. Uh, oh, um, Lashley. Yeah. yeah. Goldberg loses everything. When's the last time he won a match? He yeah, lost we, to Braun. So help he me. lost to God, Drew. Dude, they can't have Goldberg win the fourth. Fucking come on. No. All the work they've done for Lashley. They cannot wipe it away with a Goldberg shows up, gives three terrible promos, and fucking. By the way. Son fucking in there dancing on his dead body, right? Doing right. a fucking I agree. dance over him and shit. But by the way, on Peacock, the horrible app, if you uh, have it, uh, I would say watch the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, Broken Skull session oh, with great. Bobby Lashley. God, that Pretty was good. good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Lashley, you really got to know a lot of his background too, you know? That you, well, and I also like that he was like, it, but. yeah, but I also like how Bobby was like, no, I'm an introvert. I don't watch TV. I meditate. I like, I'm, a, you know, I love to work out. Like, so shut the fuck up if you're wanting more than that. Cause that's not me. And it's like, okay. Well, I like, I like that. He said like, he embraced that and like knows how to like use that now. Right. Like how to yeah. make that. And the, the hurt business. Now. You could tell he still, still wants to hurt business that? when they were talking about it. Yeah. It's one of the dumbest ones they've done in recent memory. Like, they didn't go hard enough into it, and then they ended it too soon. Dumb. Dumb. Again, there is a feeling that I have that WWE, if they did not come up with the character and the idea, they will not let you get it over to a certain point. If you get it over to a certain point, they feel resentful about it. If it's McMahon or whomever, like... So you think... So you think because if you caught in the Stone Cold interview with Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley was like, so we pitched it, but we never told them we did it in Impact. Do you think they got it through and then someone was like, hey, Vince, by the way, did you know they did this over an Impact? And then he's like, fuck that then. We're breaking them up. You think that's the way what happened? I mean, I, I could see that happening, but I just think like, oh, I just think what it's a like petty the fiend, move. the fucking, who else did this? Zack Ryder? was getting over mm -hmm. like wildfire back in the day before they caught on to the social media bandwagon. Like they resent you getting yourself over. They are the content creator. They create the stories and you fill the role. And Dumb. it doesn't matter if you come up with one that they can make money off of. Like they are upset. It feels like Vince takes it personal. Stupid. I agree. All right. Well, speaking of stupid, the Raw Women's Championship, Nikki A.S.H. versus Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte in a triple threat match, which I feel like we've done this. I hate this. I'm I not watching it, it. I hate it all. 
I, I don't like any of and it. Look, I know everybody like Nikki A.S.H. has done an, a hard job of trying to like tell everybody, like, please don't hate it. Like, I came up with this and it's OK because care. like we're telling you, like, it sucks. Yeah, like, I'm sorry you came up with it and they let you do it. And like, we want to root for you. We want you to succeed. But this idea sucks. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't care who came up anything with else for you. Yeah. But this sucks. Yeah, and, and again, I don't care that you came up with. They could have that made her the new fiend, and we would have probably liked it better than what they're doing with her. But like this, I it just this is bad. No. It's so dumb. It's so watered down. It's no. And it could be fine. Direction. Even if you had this, go fucking hit it. Like if she was taking on the fiend, who was like really like like Alexa Bliss is like murdering people in their sleep, and we need a superhero, but we don't have a superhero, and we get the almost superhero like. There could be things you could do, but you're still not even like you're just well, like, in a sub level. It's like I'm almost a superhero and I just try hard. And everybody goes, yep, Again, this is what I'm talking about. It's kindergartner shit. There's no subtleties. The other thing. There's no it's not like it's a fucking nerd who doesn't get social clues and thinks they're fucking going to be a superhero someday. Like, you know, what I mean, so you root for him because you're like, oh, the autistic kid likes fucking, you know, what I mean, it's like, not the dark it's, order. It's, it's right, not the dark order. Right. The Dark Order is what ASH if this should had a Dark be. Order feel, this would be great. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it was, like, people pushed her around and she was like, mm-hmm. Dad, I'm going to be a superhero. And we'd be like, yeah, you well, are. But that's not what happened here. I mean, I, I think that's what they tried to act like was going to happen. But I just, I don't know. Well, but the other thing is uh, an almost superhero where you try hard and fail can't be your champion. That's the other fucking thing that makes no goddamn sense. Because then you are a superhero yeah that's like you're at the top said. of the division the kid in the interview spoiler it said a kid saw him and like didn't speak like the mom was like he said you're a superhero because the mom didn't know who he was and he's like oh, okay like if you win that title and you overcome yeah. the odds you're now the superhero then, that's what you're supposed to be teaching the kids with the almost superhero into a superhero thing is dig in try hard right you're supposed to be the comic book representation of the train say your prayers eat your vitamins but like you're still not even doing that right like i just i don't know whatever and but the name wins. is even. Oh, she's gonna win. No, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Yeah, she's gonna get the title. Um, also, can we talk about how we say Nikki's name is fucking dumb? Because we never said Triple H the game no. when he would walk out. So hold on, I think I because the first week she said Nikki Ash and they said Nikki Ash. And they said Nikki Ash, and I think it might have sounded like ass too much, and they changed it up to ASH. That's fine. And I don't even care that it's ASH, but the way you fucking say the acronym is the ASH Nikki Cross, the almost superhero yeah. Nikki. You don't say Nikki, the all, like, it's grammatically stupid, just like their fucking storytelling. Yeah. The whole thing is like, well, and they'll even do it, they'll be like, Nikki, ASH, almost a superhero. Like, First of all, you're dropping an A out of there. It's almost a superhero. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't fit. Like, I, guys, I, it could have been all... Nikki Cross. You never had to introduce this ASH thing. You could have just done the gimmick. You could have had Nikki Cross. Yep. To a superhero. Fine. Mm-hmm. Fine. Molly, fine. Molly Holly did it fine. fine. Molly Holly but did it fine. Change the name? It's stupid. Yeah, it's all been bad. But I think she wins. You think Rhea Ripley, huh? I got Rhea Ripley, yeah. And then Roman Reigns is going to beat John Cena. Yep. Although, how fucking great for John Cena to go like, like middle fingers up to winning a seventeenth title, 
fucking putting down Roman Reigns. Like, I kind of want the chaos. I want to hate well, it so bad. Well, that you idea. Matt Cardona flipping off people with the GCW title. Like, you'd get almost a similar reaction, I think. No, they're going to love it. No, this? we're so Where happy. It's Vegas. Oh, yeah. They're going to love gonna it. Be that's a transplant boats. city. Yeah. yeah, they don't give a shit. Um, if they were in but, Chicago or like Philly or something. Mm. Or Charlotte. Or if they're in Charlotte, North Carolina. Woo! But here's the thing. They just fired Ric Flair. So a good fuck you while you're walking out the door is we've just broke your record. That wouldn't shock me. Oh, no. See, right? going to fucking win, isn't he? Because it's a good fuck. And again, here's the thing. And they don't like this how. Is- it seems like they don't like how he is leaving, too. Like he's showing up right. at Triple A. He's fucking not yeah. eating out ladies on the train. So, but here's this, here's the easiest thing you could do. You have him win at SummerSlam, right? Let's say he does it by shenanigans. Say like he puts his foot on the rope while he rolls up Roman, right? Then you can pop a rating on Fox by doing the rematch and Roman gets the title back. You broke the record. Fuck you to Ric Flair. You got it back the next episode. We're back on track with Roman Reigns. John Cena would do that too. Uh, you know he'd show that he would that do it in a second. Heat. He, he knows care. he's already got the heat. You know he probably enjoys it. He to some level, care. he's like, oh, give me the heat. I'm better than all of you fucks. Look at my life. Well, you know what I mean? He like, probably you know he thinks that. And he probably isn't really liking that he's getting cheered so much right Ooh, now. So it's a good way to get that. Might, and he might not. Okay, so he might think it, believe it, and might not, if you want to sit here and have arguments, be a whole lot wrong in that, like, he might be like, I'm better than fucking Ric Flair was. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm a bigger star than Ric Flair was. And he might, you know what I mean? Like, he could bring stats that would, you know what I mean? Hold a solid argument, I bet. So, he might be like, fuck it, give me that 17. I'm going down in fucking history. As oh, yeah, guy. but I think it's Vince. I think it's Vince saying, I don't give a fuck about Ric Flair's well, records. That's what I think there will be no, like, Vince will be like, we're going to have you fucking beat him. And he'll be like. And, yeah, I've seen it. Like, sure. You got okay. it, boss. And then he's over here like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. excited about it. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and then you make all oh, the new T-shirts. It would be all over the USA Today, the fucking sports illustrated that everybody would cover that mm-hmm. but roman and reigns then yeah <laughs> oh <laughs> roman yeah. reigns wins yeah i agree with you roman Re- no fuck it in the spirit of the eight years of the show and then john <laughs> yeah, cena turns heel and he wins the fucking championship we've come full circle baby yes Yes. Oh, and then John crazy. Cena turns heel and wins. Eight years later. Eight years fucking Damn, later. I was right this whole fucking time. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> I knew it. We just needed to give it a little bit of a blip. Uh, <laughs> an eight-year blip. <laughs> just a little bit of a blip. Do I still get my wager point? now yeah yeah you fucking, get the point yeah who is he you facing the point <laughs> daniel bryan uh, yeah all right okay well then yeah. let's hit the nxt nxt's coming over nxt's probably arguably better still than the main rosters but they got rid of they gutted nxt uh, <clears throat> hey but indy hartwell proposed to dexter loomis what the hell is gonna happen there it. that's fun that's what i'm saying like More NXT, love. i think because again it's shorter time frame less saturated the few stories they can tell will consume the whole show right they don't have to spread yeah. it out if you will for but instance i like that uh, 
Well, I like that there's love in wrestling. Again, I've always been a big proponent of if you have men and women on the same roster, you need to have someone falling in love, getting married, breaking up, because that's real life. I've never I've never been in a professional setting of any kind and never heard of a coworker you know I've always heard that there's been a breakup uh, don't talk to Kevin over there cuz his girlfriend just dumped him or hey go over there and talk to Susan she just got engaged like there's always yeah. love in professional settings so you need it in wrestling All right well speaking of love I don't know Yeah the million dollar championship is on the line LA Knight taking on Cameron Grimes with the stipulation that if the million-dollar megastar, the million-dollar champion, L.A. Knight, beats Cameron Grimes, he will have the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, as his butler moving forward. So what say you, Tom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the wrinkle. It's like, ooh, I can see them going either way, right? Cameron Grimes winning the title. The million-dollar man, he gets out of the butler role. That's a great story everybody loves. He's funny. Well, but he's getting out of the butler role regardless. I think so, right? Because then it's – I don't think it's the two of them. I think it's then L.A. Knight has the way I the million dollar it, Yeah. He has the title and the million-dollar man as his butler, which is good TV, too. really fun. I think yeah. we win either way, and I think mm-hmm. L.A. Knight's going to win. Yeah. No. No. And here's why. Because I saw a shirt of Ted DiBiase and Cameron Grimes together. Mm-hmm. And so I think they want to sell that shirt. So I think that's why. And that's only just because I saw it on Twitter and it was a. So that's why I got it. Yeah, okay. All but right. I don't. I mean, either way is great. All right. So I'm going to say LA Knight. You're saying Cameron Grimes. All right. Sure. God, there's a lot of good matches here. Let's jump over this one. I'm going to go with the NXT Women's Championship. Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. I think Dakota Kai pulls this down. I think Raquel Gonzalez yeah. has been a bust. And. Mm-hmm. Gonzalez or Dakota Kai is not. I think she's money right. in in a lot of ways, and so I think she wins. Yeah, this is the time to have the the chicken shit female champ on top doing her fun stuff. I think this is the preview match: uh, Walter versus Ilya Dragunov. Oh my god! Yeah, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. they're gonna fuck. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be intense. It's going to be a fucking battle. It's going to be a fight, like a legit like slap fest up in this fucking thing. I I got Walter losing. Yeah, I think I so, think too. we finally – Yeah. This is the final you're end. Because right. he's had it for, what, 10 yeah, years? he has. has and Dragunov's been... kind of hot right now, given all you, you're going to be able to do with him on American TV, you know, yeah. in the WWE world. So, yeah, I think, you, I think you're right. I think Dragunov wins this. Yeah, because I think Walter preview. became – He wins. The mm-hmm. crowd's cheering. Yeah, and I think this is actually, if if memory serves me correct, I think Walter became champ when Sting made his professional wrestling debut. I think that was same timeline. So, yeah, I think it's time for Walter to lose. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, a little messaging going on here. Fans love us. I have people just reaching us left and right all over the – sorry, it was personal. It was direct to me. I'm, I'm, I'm a star. All right. Um, yeah. It was my wife. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole, two out of three falls match. And the first stipulation is, uh, straight up regular, regular. Yeah. Second is a street fight. And then third is cage. This feels weird. Feels out of order. I don't know that. Well, it's.
Rollins is yeah, his I think Kyle girlfriend is... for AEW. So. Kyle Riley wins. <laughs> I think Kyle Riley. Unless they're trying to be like, hey, we're going to keep you in the fold. We're going to make you a star. Well, so I think Kyle. O'Reilly though either way because I think something fun's gonna happen with it Adam Cole yeah I think you're right okay so then back to here oh the NXT championship carrying cross Samoa Joe I think Samoa Joe wins this and cross yep. goes up to the main roster yep we get champion that way so i love it joe yeah joe, i'm a fan. joe i'm a fan joe. so okay that's nxt takeover again i think that's gonna be better than SummerSlam. mm-hmm a hundred percent i think uh me meeting Britt baker in person at comic-con during SummerSlam is better than SummerSlam. i think down with the king august 22nd at the South Broadway Athletic Club in St. Louis, Missouri, doors at two, bell at three, is going to be better than SummerSlam. Speaking of, hmm. well, down with the king. Well, let's before we get into that, we've got some tweet the tables. We got we want to listen oh! to what the fans say. We've got four. Use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. I'm going to tell you that right now. You go on Twitter. Mm -hmm. We're at Table Show. I'm at the Awesome Voice. He's at TMac underscore eight one six. But the important thing is you use hashtag tweet the table. If you're on Twitter, you understand what, what hashtags are. Use that. We'll read some of them, the best ones, or all of them, on the show here. This week, we're running out of time. We had two sets of picks. We've got an interview, so I'm going to pick some of the best. I got four to, to read here, and I'm just going to go through them, Tom. You ready? Let's you ready? do it. First mm -hmm. one's from at Devil Vamp. He says, am I crazy? Or does this show, he put this on during Dynamite, says uh feel like the Heyman hustle smackdown that beat raw in the 2010s because everything means something and the stories connect hashtag aew dynamite hashtag tweet the table and he's right like this has that level of storytelling it has that level of storytelling but it doesn't have filler of renee dupree as your uh tag champion with uh suzuki you know what i mean or it doesn't have tajiri getting dumped by tori wilson and that you know, again, I like love storylines, but yeah. it had that weird feel. Like everything in Dynamite feels like it could main event the show yeah. outside of Team Taz. It just like that is I how agree. good their storytelling, the storytelling is. is. And you know, you've got the Moxie now kind of chiming his way in. Like again, it feels like what we've talked about, where it's a traveling circus. We're watching a live wrestling organization. We just get a behind the scenes look mm -hmm. of what goes on, and that's where we see the dirty politics and the play and and all that. Like that's the kayfabe world. Is we're supposed to be watching a quote-unquote MMA organization, mm -hmm. you know, live as it unfolds and watch the well, true and, story behind the scene. 
and on top of that, I think that the way AEW is presented is, hey, viewer at home, don't you want to be here? Don't you want to sing with the crowd the Judas song? Where WWE says, hey, viewer at home, check out this shitty AI as Rhea Ripley walks to the ring. Look at all these chains that don't exist that are just falling in front of your face. That's AR, but yes. <laughs> AIR, whatever. Yes, but yeah, all the It's ass. That's what it really robots is. Robots and shit. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, AR. All right, let's move right. on. At Katie, the first lady says, okay, I'm disappointed that Sasha Banks didn't use the signature boss stamp that she uses for her contract signings. That's one of my mm-hmm. favorite little details that she still used since NXT. Hashtag tweet the table. And that's right. Like, they, like how does that get lost in translation? Uh I don't want to go into it too much because it's just going to make me upset. But why was Carmella and Zelina Vega just friends now with Sasha Banks? Didn't Sasha Banks beat both of their asses the week before? It doesn't matter. Just they're heels. So heels like each other. Doesn't fucking matter. Damn. Um, Oh, hey. Uh, B-Goots in the live stream. Uh, just send us a tweet. It says, keep up the great works in preparation for possibly the best three consecutive days of wrestling in my lifetime. I'm watching oh, the show yeah. live right now. Cheers. Hey, it's appreciate it. Thank you so much. B. By the way, at the bad guy B, uh, use hashtag tweet the table uh, each week, and we'll start reading these tweets uh, live on the air like we're doing right here with at Nibble Vamp. Says, the smartest thing was to let the fans sing his entrance. The poor thing was not to show MJF being upset about it. Hashtag director, hashtag AW Dynamite, hashtag tweet the table. It didn't mean anything if the villain didn't feel anything. And he's right. Like, MJF should have been livid. Like, you shut up. You should like, running up, trying to put hands on mouths of people. Like, stop singing. Like, ripping cue cards. Like, Mm -hmm. don't do that. Right? Like, yeah, I agree. AW doesn't need any more wrestlers. They don't need any more managers, really. They need more Production truck guys, like directors. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, again, we've said this dozens of times, but the only new hires for AW need to be behind the camera, not in front of it. I'm, I'm replying right now to B Goots live on the show. That's how fucking, uh, uh, you know, on Twitter, like that's how fucking dedicated we are to the fans. All right. Anyway, at Kenny first, a lady says, okay, I need to see what kind of improvement Eva Marie has made in the ring because those are seriously two of the worst slaps I have ever seen in my life. Unless she's made some significant improvement wrestling, why did they bring her back here? Hashtag tweet the table. And that's it. Like, I I, I don't know. Oh, I know why. Hmm. I know why. Because hmm. she's probably less of a headache and hmm. can't spy for AW like Lana could. So you've plug yeah, like, and just, play lana with eva marie it's the same character just it's the same thing, look like, it's the same like everything wwe is clearly like okay we've talked about like vince mcmahon has at times like been able to like have his finger on the pulse of the crowd and the people yes nope. no, no but he, he doesn't have it now and the reason he doesn't he now has. is because like I, they sit in these boardrooms and they discuss this eva marie character which uh, agreed you and i could take this eva marie character and write a storyline that would have people just fucking foaming at the mouth ready to hate this woman or at least care or at least care. They think just by na- again, yes, Eva Marie has Eva Marie heat because mm-hmm. of the way you thrust her on us. But like they think that like that's all it takes now. They're like, oh, remember you hate her? Here you go, and that's good for like, hey, fuck that. 
And then the next week when you come out, it's no longer like, fuck that, I want the, the face to win. It's like, you fucking get this off of my TV or I'm seriously going to turn the channel and fucking leave. Like, I don't mm. want this. Like, And yep. they, they confuse the two now. Uh, you know why? Because they thought that it worked with John Cena. Hey, some of them are cheering, some of them are booing. Whatever they are, as long as they're making noise, because that's what matters. That's all they care about. At B Goots, at the bad guy B on Twitter, his uh, profile is 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 you know bio, weed, period, combat sports, period, knowledge, period. <laughs> all right, those are three things I can get hey. behind. All right, um, that's it for Tweet the Tables. Um, you can join the fun, hashtag Tweet the Table, on Twitter each and every week. We'll read them here on the – we want to know what you think. Look, we know we're smart. We know we're great. We know we got all the answers, but sometimes we need new questions. So you got to join us on the hashtag Tweet the Table so we can talk about these things. And another thing we talked about was independent pro wrestling. We did that in a great interview about Glory Pro Wrestling. Now, Glory Pro Wrestling is, a, is an organization in St. Louis, uh, but even if you're not in the St. Louis area and even if you're not going to attend this show on Sunday, which we are, Down with the King, still watch this interview because we get into great things about Eddie Kingston. We get into we talk about Bret Hart. We talk about The Rock. We talk about all kinds of fun stuff. In this. Dan the Dad. Dan the well, I mean, we talked to Dan the Dad, Dan but we talk about Dan the Dad character. of Glory Pro, which at, we are Glory, Glory Pro on Twitter, uh, it's amazing. It's a great interview. We talk about that show coming up. We talk about pro wrestling in general. We talk about dad stuff. Uh, it doesn't get much more fun than this. We're going to take off from here. You won't see us after the interview. Follow us on Twitter, at Table Show, through the Facebook. And just remember that, until um, next time, WWE is a fart. All right, we're super excited about this, Tom. We have been talking about it on the show. Um, we're proud to kind of be involved with and, and sponsor event coming up in St. Louis on Sunday glory pro down with the king we've got dan the dad with us here to talk about it um there's gonna be a whole lot of fun stuff going on here tom i can hardly contain my excitement where are you at right now i tell you what i am so excited uh as you mentioned we are sponsoring uh, a match here at glory pro and that matchup you know we'll get into here in a little bit but ricky shane page versus stallion rogers is something that i just think is going to be incredible so uh dan thank you so much for taking the time to to join us and where i want to start off with you is down with the king so we read that and we didn't really know what that meant was that like down <laughs> with the king we're taking your head off or is that like we're down with you know eddie kingston down with the king yeah yeah it's the latter well it's a, it, it comes from a run dmc song and an album so we were kind of doing some we had named the last few shows after songs and i don't know why but it just sort of the creative juices got flowing and we were at eddie kingston you know run dmc down with the king just kind of a different vibe we the, the last event was the heat is on so it was a little bit more of an 80s vibe so this is going to be um i guess 90s hip-hop style wrestling i don't know it just it was a fun uh a, a fun uh, thing to reference and and i'm a big run dmc fan so so that's where it comes from but yeah it's, it's uh we're down with the king because we're we support eddie kingston he's always been one of our our guys for a long time former former crown of glory champion you know, he's somebody who um, did a lot to help Glory Pro uh, kind of get to the next level and evolve when you were kind of looking for, he's just always been a great, a great veteran who's been like, he, he, there's no, there's like no, no better locker room leader to have than, than Eddie Kingston around. And obviously he's gone on to, to such great things, but we're, we're, we're so excited to, to have him back and, uh, you know, just kind of be like old times when, when he was kind of the sheriff around, around 
Glory Pro Wrestling. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, that that I could only imagine is going to be awesome because, you know, we've seen uh, AEW release some backstage footage where he was giving, you know, some some pep talks to the to the locker room. I'm assuming when he was, you know, making every show with Glory Pro, he was kind of doing the same thing, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's just always uh, been, you know, he's just a great guy. Obviously, in the ring, he's he's intense and he's, uh, you know, uh, the, the behind behind the scenes, you know, he's always going to be someone who uh, lifts people up. He's just one of the he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet and one of the most professional uh, wrestlers in the entire world um, for that reason. He's, he's always he's always looking to, you know, uh, lend a hand and, and bring others up to his level. And he's done that his whole career. You know, he's, he's been around a long time and um, you know, it seems like just now he's finally getting getting his flowers a little bit. But uh, I think you know when it comes to uh, when when it comes to a real wrestler's wrestler and somebody that uh, everyone in the locker room respects, you know, I don't I don't think there's many uh, who who command more respect than than Eddie. So he's he's just awesome. He's an awesome guy. I can't wait to. It's been a while since I've seen him, so I'm excited to see him myself. And everyone else in the locker room is excited to, to hang out. Yeah, we are excited to see him as well. He's certainly one of our favorites here. We talk about Eddie Kingston quite a bit. Um, what I want to talk about here is let's say somebody hasn't been to a pro wrestling show in St. Louis. We know of this to be a, a very impassioned crowd and, and a city that loves to see uh, some uh, a wide variety of wrestling. We'll, we'll call it that. But they love to they love to get loud, get rowdy, get involved. What can someone expect for this? Obviously, we're coming out of a pandemic, too, where people have been a little mm -hmm. starved for this. Um, for somebody, you know, unexperienced to the St. Louis scene, what, what can they expect coming to the show? Yeah, I mean, I mean, St. Louis has always been a, a really great scene full of great fans, but it almost seems like recently it's been uh, kind of kicked up another level. I think uh, the the scene, you know, whether it's Glory Pro or whether it's St. Louis Anarchy or, or all the other promotions that are in the area are just doing such uh, such great work, and, and fans are taking are starting to notice. And you know, there's the local fans who are obviously they're they're great, but then there's there's fans traveling in, you know, from from Kansas City, from from all over the Midwest, and all over. I think this past uh, at, at, at our July event, you know, I, I was I was looking at those ticket sales come in, and you kind of kind of notice where where the address is from. And you're like, wow, this is people from Nebraska and even out to the East Coast and Florida. And like, it's just really cool to see kind of St. Louis becoming a, like a destination to come see great wrestling. And you know, especially this weekend, you know, St. Louis Anarchy is on Friday. Our show is on Sunday. Uh, Saturday, come see uh, you, you know, some time to, to check out the rest of the city. So uh, it would be like a great weekend to come and just check out St. Louis and, and see some great wrestling and see the city a bit. And uh, it's just really cool to kind of see it becoming like a, almost like a tourist destination uh, for wrestling uh, specifically. So um, yeah, I mean, I'd be excited to kind of maybe run some more weekends with some of the other promotions just to kind of get people here and, and checking out the scene but you know obviously we love the the local fans who are have propped us up for such a long time and i feel like they're kind of starting to get their their own reputation like kind of said of being a really passionate fan base and you know they're like part of the show as well that people are kind of want to come be a, be a part of so it's been it's been awesome i think just kind of uh coming out of the pandemic and, and getting started again we're, you know we're on a, we're on a really great um series of shows since since we've got back going out there hasn't been a single one that hasn't been better than the, than the last one so it's like uh our uh, our graphics guy roger roger mcdonald the uh, uh, mouthpiece the uh, designs he will constantly say that every glory pro show is the best glory pro show and i think it's a really cool tagline that's kind of uh just kind of organically developed because we've been um, i think just on a really good string of shows kind of date back even to like october of last year 
because um, we were participated in the the kind of the, the makeup collective after Tampa was canceled and, and Indianapolis, uh, the GCW spun that one up and um, had a really great event there. And I think it has been kind of riding the momentum since then. Um, it hasn't really stopped. So I'm just excited. I think it's it's cool to just that everyone's taken notice of, of, you know, not just Corey Pro, but just the entire St. Louis scene, like you're saying. So talk to us a little bit about putting a show together like this. You know, we already mentioned Eddie Kingston. Also, we've got War Horse. We mentioned Ricky Shane Page, Stallion Rogers. It looks like Jake Something's also going to be on this card. So as a promoter, obviously that's fun, right? Like that almost takes me back to like when you were a kid and you had all your action figures and it's like, I can just look at all these guys and like put them in a ring. But then... Tell me a little bit of like the challenging part about putting together a show that has all of this talent. What's, what's the, what's the highs of highs. And then what's the, the challenges of doing a show like this? You know, luckily, I, I mean, and, and maybe this says something about um, the history of glory pro, you know, a lot of our, that's our uh, regular talent, you know, your Myron Reed and, and Jake something and Rohit Raju who've gone on to uh, bigger and better things. Obviously Eddie Kingston has gone on is that since they kind of got a start here, um, they're they're so willing to come back and 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 still be a part of it because it's it was a big it was a big part of their career. You know, obviously Stallion Rogers coming back to the Indies, the first place that he wanted to come was to Glory Pro, and that was the first appearance that he made it uh, kind of as a surprise at mm-hmm. at the end of our last event. So um, it it's challenging to to get get everyone in, especially when you know. Uh, everyone keeps moving up and they're getting busier and their schedules are filling up, but it seems like everyone seems, uh, for the most part, they, they make their, keep their schedule open for, for our dates because I, I think we're a, a, a crew that, that that's uh, stuck together through a lot and, and uh, been always been trying to, to elevate each other. And a lot of great talents come through Glory Pro that's you'll, you'll see on television now. So, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool. They all want to come back and still be a part of it and still keep, keep building it. Um, cause we're all just, uh, like I said, it's just, a it's just a crew that's, that's, that's always, that's been together for a long time. So it's, uh, you know, it's always going to be challenging to, to work with everyone's schedules to kind of get that same level of talent that the bands are used to, but you know, so far it's, it's not, it's not too terribly challenging. It's, it's not, we don't we'll really need to convince anyone to come, especially just say St. Louis in general, you just got you know, folks that want to come here. Um, because they want to, not because they're just being booked or someone's reaching out to them that wants to, you know, they're, they're making an effort to, to come to the city. So um, the, there's challenges, of, of course, with, with, you know, just kind of get, getting everybody in. But, you know, for the most part, it, especially with, uh, with the great crew that we have, you know, when that, when that first match goes on and that bell rings, the, that show runs itself. Everyone's such a pro. Everyone's, uh, for, especially for me, since I, I also wrestle on, on the shows in addition to, to promoting, um, it makes it a lot easier for me when you've got a crew of uh, such professional uh, talent who are able to just do their job. I don't, I don't have any, dis- I, I think I kind of feel bad because sometimes they'll come up and say, hey, did you, did you enjoy the match? Are you happy with it? And I'm like, I didn't see it because I was kind of preparing for my match. Right. I will watch it later, but I absolutely trust that it was awesome because, you, you know, I don't think anyone would be on a roster um, if they weren't awesome. So that's kind of what we look for is uh, talent that's professional, talent that does their job and talent that just is, is, is a complete package. I think, you know, you look at everyone, uh, you know, Jake something, obviously great in the ring, uh, a great look, everything, but then he cuts a killer promo too. And it's mm-hmm. like such a complete, uh, Rohit Raju, same thing. I mean, it, it, a lot of, uh, of uh, people on our roster are just, um, like you can trust them to do anything if they need to do something on the microphone, have a great match, 
doesn't matter. They, they usually can do the job. So uh, honestly, I, I, I would love to, to let to go through all the challenges, but I, there's not there's not yeah. that many because it, it, it because it's such a good crew. So um, I'm thankful for that because it like I said, it obviously makes my job easier and my life easier. But um, yeah, ever everything just uh, goes smoothly and uh, it just ends up being a good time. And uh, once once the show's over, I know I feel this that sense of relief that. Uh, Oh, yeah. it, went, it went well again so it's like <laughs> haven't haven't really had any shows or all where we were at least not for a while where we were disappointed in anything or, or anything like that and that's just thanks to the crew that's not that's not a testament to to us running the show that's the wrestlers that's the talent that they're just so good at what they do uh you know and you spoke earlier about everybody's got you know it's it's hard to get a bunch of these folks on the same page to get them in on the same day and there's a lot going on and people are busy and certainly a dad knows that better than anybody I mean, you've got to get some mowing in you've got to get uh you've got to get some grocery running going on you got to pick kid up from practice uh you got all that going i gotta check some work emails so i did you um did you think that like you were like i'm gonna create a, a wrestling character that's gonna be the most over with like 40 50 year old dudes like i'm gonna be the star of the show i'm gonna be signing a lot of autographs on some new balance like is that did that come about or were you just like this is the plan from the beginning. This is, no, this, <laughs> it just, it, it was organic. I think it just, you know, I, as I got older, you know, I'm, I've been wrestling for about seven, almost eight years now. And as I, when I started my career, I was the millennial Danny Adams and I was kind of like a, a cocky young brash heel, but then, yeah. but then I turned 27, 28 years old. And then you didn't, you don't feel like such a, such a, a, a young cocky dude anymore you start you start to notice you're not dressing as cool you're not uh you're a little bit more responsible <laughs> like you just it's all it's more of a it's a coming of age character more than anything about having kids necessarily and that's and it's the natural progression of of, of for myself and for most mm -hmm. so you kind of hit those late 20s and and it's like yeah the warranty runs out is, is becoming parents now and then mm -hmm. kind of growing up so it's a sort of like oh. uh rode that wave into the next next stage yeah. of life and then yeah the character just kind of evolved with it because i oh it I, fits i wear it's... i wear i wear hats and i and i you know wear high socks and i wear comfortable clothes because i don't care what anybody thinks <laughs> about me, so. yes yeah the dad spirit is that it's like what do i give a what do I care if that guy oh, yeah, I don't thinks care. about my shoes? Like I'm busy. I've got stuff I got to get done. He's not helping me get this stuff done. He's not coming over to help me mow. I don't care what he thinks about my shoes. How about that? I love it. No, yeah, it's can, instantly connected. You can yeah. buy a hundred dollar shirt, or you can buy a ten dollar shirt. It's it's just a shirt, man. Or same thing with the right. shoes. You can buy you can buy a hundred two hundred dollar pair of shoes, or those thirty five dollar New Balance do the do the exact same job. So it's like. I don't know. You get to get to a certain point where you just don't care about that stuff anymore. And what, whether you got kids or not, I think any anyone, uh, you just start you start to feel like a dad at a, at a certain mm -hmm. point. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. Well, but no, they say you know, into it. Yeah, they say crank it up to eleven, right? That's the best yeah. way to really yeah. to really get it going. So let's talk about this match that we're involved with as far as sponsoring. So it's, as we mentioned, Ricky Shane Page versus Stallion Rogers. Now, in the independent scene, uh, you know, one of the bigger matches of the year was the Matt Cardona versus Nick Gage in GCW. Ricky Shane Page was the, one of the deciding factors in that match. So right now, you know, he's kind of on fire as far as being like the dastardly heel. You also mentioned Stallion Rogers just left NXT. 
coming back to the Indies. He's back on fire, you know, doing his thing. So what can we expect from a matchup of these two kind of, you know, entities running into each other? Yeah. And that's, I was kind of excited to put it together because I think it's just, it's, it's two, it's two wrestlers who are kind of like, yeah, on, on fire in different ways. Right? Yeah. You've got Ricky, who's, um, you know, he's just, he's just, in, he has his hand involved in everything. He's, you know, he's gotten really popular with, you know, the, the 440 group and, you know, he just, you just kind of see him everywhere. He's, he's red hot right now. And then you got Stallion who's just been, he's been with us for a long time, but, uh, you know, coming back, you know, didn't necessarily want to want to put him in the ring with the, you know, any of the same matchups that anyone's seen before. Uh, it's a new stallion. So we want to give him the new opponent. And so, you know, Ricky uh, makes sense. And obviously they're just both uh, elite talent. So there's no reason that they wouldn't have an awesome match together, but they are just kind of at different, different stages of their career, but just like with so much potential to, to build off of. Um, so I'm just extremely excited to see because I, it, it, it could go a lot of different ways because there's, their styles are very different and they both, uh, they're both yeah. very, uh, intense individuals in the ring and uh, there's just a lot of a lot of a lot of factors and a lot of variables there that it's going to be no matter what happens it's going to be a cool match but I couldn't tell you exactly how it's going to go down because well, sure they're, they're both kind of wild cards in that way that's the fun of it yeah exactly perfect yeah I so all right we like to do a fun thing here with every guest the first time they're on the show we like to ask the same series of five questions right gives us a good overview you know, pretty standard formula here. You'll, uh, and these are softballs, right? Most of these are easy, but feel free to kind of expand on the answer, right? It's not like a rapid fire. Right? But one question. One question we, uh, do, we do throw you a curveball. Softballs okay, for the couple, but then we got one curveball for you. So just preparing you. <laughs> I, know, I know something's coming. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah, something's coming, but no, yeah. we didn't want to smarten you up too much. All right, uh, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Favorite wrestler of all time? Uh, uh, it, it actually used to be Bret Hart for a long time. Um, and I still probably maybe, maybe put him up there. I think as I sort of even got more into, you know, once I became a wrestler and started kind of figuring out what I was good at, um, honestly, I think the rock became, uh, my favorite, um, just cause I, I started to lean more towards the, you know, the showmanship aspect yeah. of, 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 you know, there's obviously other different facets of, of wrestling and everyone oh, of course. has the things that they excel at. And I just kind of, once I kind of started leaning more into, you know, yeah getting getting character over and, and connecting with a crowd it's like the rock is the absolute best at that so, That's great. so yeah. he, he's my number one at the yeah. I don't know that we've necessarily, yeah, I like we've heard like a Bret Hart's, your Shawn Michaels, we get your Ric Flair's and that kind of thing. And I don't know that somebody I, off the of top of my head, Tom, that yeah. answered the rock. And that's almost a shame because you're right. I mean, like, you know, probably uh, even if you're going to say he's not the best at any one thing, like you can't argue that he's not top five to top 10 of a lot of things. So how are you going to not put him in one of the best of all time? Yeah, Definitely. one of my favorite things and in, in just in the ring, you know, uh, is just being able to look out at a crowd and just kind of feel their energy and get and, and, the, and the rock would he could do that with a single he just looked he just yeah. and, he, and then people knew it was One like look. oh i just i want to give this guy all of my energy i want to i want to get behind him and that's uh obviously i'm not on the rocks level just yet but i'd love to get to the point where <laughs> at least i can look at all the dads in the audience and get right yeah you, you got done as many in. movies you haven't that's, done as many movies that's, that's but you'll get there yeah, yeah. <laughs> just one well, more yeah. movie and you'll be there 
speaking about the rock and, and the looks, I mean, him and Hogan created this whole thing oh. of every time now that there's a big match, it's like, you have to do the rock Hogan thing where everyone, both, you know, both of you have to look out to the crowd. So yeah, definitely understand that. Uh, all right. So let's go to, to question number two now. So, uh, we just asked about who your favorite pro wrestlers. Now, what is your favorite match? And since you're in ring competitor, you can answer this one of two ways or both. You can either say, what's your favorite match you've been in? or what's your favorite match that you've seen or again, a combination. Okay. Favorite match. I've sure you know, my, my, my favorite match of all time. And this is just because it was like on a VHS tape that I had when I was a kid. And it just like always, it just like always stuck with me. And it was um, sting uh, against cactus Jack mm. and a false count anywhere match. I think Halloween havoc 92. Yes. Or no, Beach Blast '92. Beach Blast '92. They have a false count anywhere match. Yeah. And I, I couldn't really tell. I mean, I, I, I was just always grew up just as a big, a huge fan of Sting and and Mick Foley, just because like, you just have those matches that you know. I, I, I grew up as a wrestling fan. I can't exactly say there's one moment that I became a wrestling fan. It was like always something in that like my dad and my brother enjoyed. So it just was always in the house. Mm -hmm. So I didn't like discover wrestling or anything but it's kind of one of those matches where i just remember what i just always remember watch i watched it probably i seen that match 150 times just nice. from it being on a vhs tape that i would play over and over again and, and it's a great match and i go back and watch oh, yeah. it this day and, and it's and it's good stuff but um uh, i think they covered those... that in the a e biography uh of mick foley i think they covered like that feud yeah i think i think he considered yeah. that like his best match or, or one of his like, really top, good. top five or something yeah really good uh, but Sting's the best because I mean he's uh, just we'll just kind of look back on that on that era just like how how cool he looked and how oh, awesome yeah. he was like it's just kind of like it's so cool to to see even even like someone like Warhorse kind of try to like recapture that like I just want to see wrestlers that just look so freaking cool and <laughs> oh and yeah Warhorse well Warhorse for me. Yeah. Warhorse for me is like the best combination of like Sting and the Road Warriors like had a love child. It would yeah. be Warhorse. Like I just love everything about the guy. Yeah, he's the <laughs> best. I love looking. I love everything that Warhorse is doing right now. All right, so this one is, and we get this one answered a multitude of ways too. Um, uh, we usually ask, "Who's your biggest influence uh, in the industry?" And some people will answer that like, "Who personally influenced them?" Or maybe just kind of you know, who they took things from. So we'll leave that up to you to, to kind of however you took that, but biggest influence in the industry. Um, gosh, I mean, I feel like I've been around, like I, I, I started my career around ring of honor a lot. And that was, so that was like about 2014. Yeah. So at that time you had Adam Cole and yep. Kyle O'Reilly and ACH and um, Kyle O'Reilly, especially when he was based in St. Louis, he was based mm -hmm. here about when I started. And so he had, he had a hand in, in, in training me a bit and and definitely someone I learned a lot from in terms of like, you know, he he's obviously like great in the ring. He's got a great mixed martial arts background, uh, great strikes, great submissions. Um, but you watch Kyle and like the way that he would like just like his, his, his emotion and his character that he shows in addition to just like being like great at the you know technical aspect of everything is something that I took a lot from him. Um, Ethan Page is someone else who just kind of uh, again, being a great character, someone who connects with, with the crowd, you know, someone who I would always like see um, at a merch table, like just really connecting with people there too. So you can, obviously you can, can connect a lot, you know, through a match and through your character and everything. But on the Indies, like a lot of it's building, you're, you're building a lot from the ground up and do a lot of that 
at the merch table just by being, you know, open and personable and, you know, just kind of you make yourself available for people to come and get to know you. And I, I think that's one thing I, I took from him is just to, to be there to just, you know, you might be dead tired. You might have driven 12, 15 hours to get to some booking, you know, had had a match, you're, you're beat. And then, but, you know, he would still get right over to that merch table to obviously make money, but then, you know, you're it's just to, to be there to, to connect with fans. Cause that's what they're there. That's what makes indie wrestling uh, so cool is that you can go see a great show. Yeah, obviously the matches are great, but then it's intermission. You can go right over and, and, and talk to everybody. I do. I do remember one time as a, when I was younger, I went to some, a, a, a local show here and delirious was on it. He was, he's a St. Louis oh, guy. Yeah. Uh, and he, his character being like, he had a mask and he would like speak gibberish and he yeah. was like all crazy. And then I remember, remember going straight to the, like the merch table uh, and he was just like, oh, yeah, how's it going, guys? It's really great that you came out. And, it was, and, and me and, and, and my, my buddy Luke, who I would like, go to these shows to when I was younger, we were just like, man, that was so cool that he wasn't just standing at the merch table like, you know, it's, he was kind Speaking of still in character, yeah. but he was just like, he was like, hey, guys, it's, I want to connect with you as, as people. And, and I think that's cool. You know, it's cool to, you know. Uh, to be your character in the ring and to get people behind that. But then when they can kind of meet you uh, behind the scenes and you kind of make yourself available in that way, it, it, it just creates a whole new connection for, for people. So um, yeah, I've been definitely been influenced, oh, influenced by a, a lot of people in the ring, but I've, I've always kind of paid attention to, to how, you know, how some, some people would, would uh, connect with fans and, and, and build them and build their brand that way. And it's a great yeah. way to do it because it's just, and, and, and it's, it's fun to meet everyone. It's a lot yeah. of, a lot of, especially when people are coming to a, a wrestling show for the first time, you know, it's, Absolutely. it's, it's kind of scary. It's kind of intimidating. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as long as we can do our best to make it, you know, Hey, you can be one of the family, you can come back and, and see us and, and get into, you know, meet some other people that are into this stuff too. And, and that's how we kind of build it. Hey, if you ever saw Medea at an old Metro Pro show, you'd be a little intimidated, man. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. First time, you'd be like, oh, oh this crowd takes it yeah. serious. All right. Yeah, for right. sure. <laughs> All right. So let's move into question four. So uh, this one gets a little bit uh, inside baseball. So obviously there's mm. pro wrestling terms like baby face, heel, things of that nature. So what is your favorite pro wrestling term? Favorite pro wrestling? I, I use the term gimmick mm. way too much in, just, yeah. in regular yeah. life. Yeah, where people don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, if you're a wrestling person, you understand the gimmick. The gimmick can mean uh, like I've got my phone gimmick right here. Mm. I've got my, you know, but everything. I, but any anything can yeah. be a gimmick. But then I'll, I I overuse that term, and people are like, "What is a gimmick?" I'm like, "It's a thing. It's a it's yeah. just that chair right there is a gimmick. Go sit yeah. here, here. Go sit on the gimmick. I don't. Yeah, know. <laughs> it's usually when you said gimmick twice in the sentence that people are like, "All right, what?" Yeah. What, yeah. but it's also but it's also kind of like a bat call because if someone says the word gimmick and you don't know that they're a pro wrestling fan you're like hey wait a minute mm -hmm. hey so you throw something else at him yeah right. yeah exactly you're like <laughs> so tell me like wrestlemania 3 you know anything about that and you're like okay all right like now we can start to have a conversation yeah definitely that's good times all right so this is the curveball one right it's not even a question but branding right with cinco preguntas is what we call the five questions right so we can't call it four questions in a, in a hypothetical situation, but that's what we have for you here, all right? We are, let's say, this is whatever your biggest event that you could think to work, right? Whether that's a WrestleMania or an All Out or a Glory Pro, whatever the, the, the biggest thing in the business would be for you. We pulled you in. The head booker went down. I had to go to the hospital. We're putting you at the top, right? 
we're, we're, we've got to get you here. We got a show coming up in a in, in couple weeks. We're putting you over, over at, at the top against Tom here. You got to give us the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the curveball. That's, that's it, Triple H or whomever is looking at you like, I need a story. We got to go now. What do we got? Yeah. So it's me, it's me against Tom, and we need a story to tell as to why we are. Yep. Okay. Yep. Why do we care? Um, why am I going to buy this pay per view now? Yeah, that's that's a good question because then because right. you know maybe maybe uh, some bookers don't don't consider that enough. Mm-hmm. So we have, we need a reason that these two are mm-hmm. are, are. I would say uh, maybe we had an interaction backstage. We could we could fill it before mm-hmm. a little pre tape where uh, I'm lacing up my my. I got some new fresh mm-hmm. New Balance shoes. So mm-hmm. I yeah. I got rid of my old ratty ones. I got some brand new. They're no grass white. They're beautiful. Love it. Tom walks over to compliment them, but he's holding a cup of coffee, right? Mm. Doesn't have a lid on the coffee. And he simply he, he leans down to admire them. And then he spills his entire cup of coffee right all over my brand new shiny white New Balance shoes. And it's I don't think decaf I have too of all the nerve. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's more offensive. Um, so we, we film that we show everybody, you know, this is, we've got a real issue going on. And then, you know, obviously we'd be having a false count anywhere, no disqualification street fight over, <laughs> over these shoes, or, or we could yeah. do one better. We, we could say that, the, that if, if Tom loses, he's got to buy me some new shoes of my choice or something like that. So we yeah. can even keep going for a, or a get off my yard fight, right? Like or, do right? take out the trash match. Yeah. Whoever throws their opponent out. Yes. There's, there's a million, there's a million. Uh, okay. We can so, use. so then we're going to leave it up to you. Who goes over in that? Oh, uh, well, I mean, it would, you got, you got to, you got to tell a good story. You got to finish that out. So Tom's going, Tom's going under. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's buying me the new shoes. Yes, of course. There's, there's no reason to, to take that away from the audience. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's going the top shelf new balances, too. Like, you're demanding, yeah, yeah. like, my yeah. choice. So we're getting, we're going right. for the Kawhi's. We're getting mm-hmm. some beautiful, beautiful uh, top of the line new balance for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, we're, we're giving the crowd what they want. I totally get it. Yeah. We're <laughs> yeah. putting you over. Of course, we're giving the crowd. Hey, no, I'm kidding. I want them to win. I know that much. <laughs> that's, who, that's who matters. That's who paid for yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, yeah. I'm telling you, I want it. So, okay. All right. Everybody's got a chance. If you're in the St. Louis area, or even as you said, I mean, people come from Nebraska, Iowa, hop a plane from Japan. We don't care. Get here Sunday, August 22nd. St. Louis, Missouri, South Broadway Athletic Club. This is a 3 p.m. showtime, right? Doors open at 2. Yep. yep. Uh, gloryprowrestling.com, at WeAreGloryPro on the Twitter. What other? What else do people need to know? Um, that's about it. I mean, it's just uh, tickets are still available. We got we got cheap kids tickets, too. We're, oh, we, yeah. we're a family show, so uh, $10 for kids tickets, and um, which which makes me happy because I, I, I like uh, putting on a family show. We, I, don't, yeah, I don't know awesome. that there's that many real big family shows in independent wrestling anymore just because everything's kind of gone more towards being a little bit edgier I mean, mm-hmm. not that we don't uh you know uh, do our do our best to put on a, a, a an exciting show but it, yeah, it helps to get fun. dads in the audience when you're gonna be damn the dad too right? exactly get, so, right. so it, it's fun for the whole family so yes. tickets are still available we got plenty of room uh it's gonna be a really great show eddie kingston's in town ricky shane page like we talked about so um yeah i'm excited i I, w- I would love for some new new folks, especially from the Kansas City area, to come to come check us out. I know there's always some cars that come along from them. You probably find someone to ride with, honestly, because there's yeah. probably probably somebody coming from from the Casey area, just like you guys. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that I think you about covered it though. 
yeah if anybody wants to drive us we're willing to yeah, yeah. we'll totally yeah, take to yeah yeah there you go. yeah, yeah I, have, I have a good podcast those. list i tell you what mm -hmm. st louis and back i, I got yeah. you covered anyone who wants to shows, take our, we can, yeah yeah, yeah we can, yeah definitely mm -hmm. all right well hey listen we will let folks check out the website and do all that stuff man we appreciate you coming on we will see you there on site and uh we'll talk again soon awesome i appreciate it guys The Spanish announce table.